guy tweeting oh. at me right now. Oh. <laughs> it's like, yeah, didn't expect that one, did you? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Are we recording? Uh, yeah. Hi, Ruckus. After you name drop. What? What's up, yo? Blair yeah. the Kid. Yeah, really, out of all the name drops, that's Mater. You that's got fucking all, Mater. You know what? Tweeting yeah, you. 10-year-olds are impressed. <laughs> Everyone else like, fucking redneck. That, that redneck, that blue-collar comedy tour is one of the highest-grossing comedy tours in history history yeah and what jeff foxworthy doesn't make it intelligent jeff foxworthy has made more money than any stand-up comedian more than seinfeld i i mean i i get foxworthy with the you might be redneck yeah he kind of was the godfather but the larry the cable guys are just and like the bill ingball are just here's your son funny here's your but yeah yes it is to middle america I saw Larry back in the hate. I saw the blue collar comedy tour. I don't know, 10, 12 years ago. It was pretty Fucking funny. Hick. But you know what's hilarious? Ron White on his own. Now, yeah, Ron White. Yeah, that that guy. Yes, he was blue collar, but he's funny. Like I said, it was the Bill Ingvalls and the fucking Larry the Cable guys of the world. That How's that any different than Kevin Hart? How's that any different than Amy Schumer? I mean, they find a niche and they go after it. Oh, yeah. Ugh. I can still watch Kevin Hart. Like we we watched his special the other night. It was all right. Did you watch the Adam Sandler Netflix special, Hundred Percent Fresh? No, I watched the Chris Farley tribute song out of it. Uh-huh. But go, go watch the whole, the whole thing because I would I didn't want to watch it because I'm so depressed at how bad Adam Sandler. I still just want to remember Happy Gilmore and Big Daddy and Billy Madison. And Grown Ups one. Oh, Grown Ups horrible. Grown Ups. And Who's Your Daddy? Or no, is that it? Yeah, with uh, Andy Samberg. Bedtime stories. Oh, the cobbler. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I didn't want to watch it cause I'm already sad enough. Yeah. It's phenomenal. It's cause what they did is they spliced in, he did a tour last summer and they just spliced in parts of the best parts of every tour okay. of every city. So yeah, go watch. It's not long, but it's, it's like only like an hour, Yeah, but he does music and everything. It's not like stand up. It's very, um, but that, uh, Farley tribute at the end is really good. Welcome to the whole hog podcast, uh, at the whole hog pod on one of the social media accounts. The whole podcast at gmail.com. Find us, uh, leave us a review. I checked reviews today. Um, it's been almost a year since we've had one. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. On iTunes. The guy that said that uh, we're pretty good. We haven't Too pissed much anyone off enough. Lately, or we haven't done enough shows. The way we were on a roll. We were yeah. for a minute. And I think my text to you last week was, or two weeks ago before Brave started. Hey, man, let's do a show tonight. Oh, I'm wrecked. I'm exhausted. Okay, the next day. Hey, man, you want to do a show? Braves are almost back. I'm going to be, you know, I won't be able to for a week or two. Yeah, no, me and Heather are getting into it. You don't want to be here for this. Yeah. You are such hey, a when, when she's being a cunt, she's just God, cunt. you are so weak. Well, when, and when you're fighting all day, you don't feel like fucking coming down and doing this. This is your relief. Not fresh. This, this is your therapy. Not fresh from yelling. That's all right. Good. That's when you're at your best. <laughs> Pissed off ruckus. Pissed off ruckus and drunk ruckus are my two favorite ruckus. Yeah, but you don't want I, high I, as a kite ruckus is not paying attention ruckus. I don't, I don't want uh, audio evidence of, of what I'm going to do to her and where I'm going to put the body. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what was the fight about? Uh, mostly sex. So did did you fight or about, lack thereof? Did you fight about sex and then have makeup sex? No. Ooh, so that was yeah. Because you could have justified it by saying, "Well, we ended up." Bang it in the bathroom. No, just wait. Like if if you have a number two, that that fucking sex drive is gone. It is full on mom mode, all the time. Yeah, man. It's like now is it mom mode because I'm busy and I'm tired? Like Gretchen's line to me is, you know, 
you know, whenever like she'll lose her keys for the 38th time or, you know, something dumb or I'll be like, okay, well, let's, let's find your keys. Where are they at? And she thinks I'm getting pissed. And she, her line to me is, I'm doing the best I can, okay? I'm like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> calm, calm the fuck down. I'm just, okay, you've lost your keys nine times this week. Could okay? be some slack. Yeah, and it's like, okay, I'm not mad at you. I'm doing the best that I can. I'm like, I didn't say it was anything wrong, but I know the keys are probably just underneath your car. Do I have like a key ring holder? Uh, yes, we do. Oh, she bitch just what drives to use her, it. What drives her crazy is her car is a wreck. Like, just shoes, she'll get in from work and take her shoes off, throw them in the passenger floorboard. You know, Chick-fil-A cups, straws, bottles of water, lunches that she hasn't eaten, mm. you know, like just clothes. And out. so, you know, about once a week, I'll go out, go out there to clean out her car. And she gets, so, what are you doing? No, 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 I, no, I need, I'm going to donate that. I'm, no, that, that's that's taking that to Goodwill. No, no, I'm taking that to Molly. I'm, stop. I'm like, these clothes have been sitting here since Caroline was two. Like, th- this, this. The lemon and the bottom of this unsweet tea is green now. It's been sitting here for some... Mark, I'm doing the best I can. I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying to help you. Like, I'm not tr- going through your shit saying, why is this still here? Yeah. Why? Do you- I'm trying to help you out. But you get so upset. It, and you can't change that because there's just something that says, hey, take your cup with you when you get out the fucking car. Or when you get in the car the next time, you go, oh, shit, I left this. Let me go throw it out real quick. Like... You don't just hold on to it and go, oh, yeah, tomorrow. Or we can't find any of Caroline's sippy cups, and I'll go to the back of her car, and there's 13. <laughs> and, like, and and I have to throw half of them away because it's got molded milk yeah. in the bottom of it. Or there's a green mold at the top because there's apple juice been in there since, you know, freaking November. <laughs> Doing the best I can. No, no you're not. So <laughs> uh, so with, mo- with kid number two in mom mode, what is the mind frame? Oh, dude, it's just, it's not messy. I mean, but she's just always going, like just always cleaning, always doing something. And it, and it just always equates to, let's do it tomorrow. Let's do it tomorrow, tomorrow. It being sex. Uh, it being uh, the beast with two backs. Yes. It, it being it, it the being, best 18 seconds of her day. It being any su- fucking form of fucking affection. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, I mean, and then it turns into oh well, now I'm bleeding, so you got to wait till that. Mm-hmm. And it's like oh well, now I'm tired. See, but you're not again. afraid to go down that road though. If it's that time of the month, you're like whatever, I'll still go. No, not really. Okay, good. I'm not. I don't jump at it. Mm. But it's not. You know what? I'm. If that's the case, I'm like you know what? We'll hit pause. I'm good. I don't. I don't like. I dated a girl years ago. She was like, no, no, no. Let's let's no, no, no. Just put a towel down. I'm like, yeah. Mm, well, let's keep the lights off. And when we're done, yeah, you come and clean me up too because I don't want to see that. Well, don't don't ever get fooled with the. Uh, well, let's just do it in the shower while I'm on the rag. Oh, because then it looks like a crime scene. Oh, dude, the the fucking clots and shit just start oh, clumping out, yes. dude. Oh yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> You're like, am I stabbing her or am I fucking her? <laughs> Turn the lights off, but then again, I'm all I'm already a lights off guy. Like I am a, and we both are. That's one thing, good thing I love about my bride is we're both very prudish when it comes to like we both love getting it on, but we're both like all right, turn the lights off. Turn. The, we even still have Caroline's. Caroline's almost six, and she we still have the monitor in her room. I think it's just I don't. I'll be honest, I don't know why we still have it, but it but at night when the you're doing the best you can, I'm Mark. doing the best I can. <laughs> uh, at night. It glows the entire room. So yeah. if we're, you know, starting to get a little frisky, first thing I do is grab the monitor and throw it away. <laughs> Close the blinds because the neighbor has their carport light on. I'll call the other neighbors. Hey, can you turn your porch light off? 
Hey, I want pitch black. It's a gift, baby. Yeah. To get some of this. Ugh. To get some of this. You want yeah, some of you this? Yeah, you just melt into each other. Oh, it's just, it's and it's just a sticky, gross, sloppy 45 are, seconds. Yeah, poking Everything. Every old pinkies are finding places to go and yeah. high five and we're done. I'm going to the other room to watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> Which um, does start this weekend. Do we, is that this weekend? Yeah. Is it Sunday night? Uh, yeah. Um, did we get any emails? Uh, when was the last time you checked the emails? Yeah, we did get an email. Did we, Darren? Darren. <laughs> Darren Stein. Fantastic. Uh, well, actually, uh, I think it was two emails. What? Uh, if you'd see. like to make it three, the whole hog podcast at gmail.com. All right. Yeah. Two emails. Email number one. Sweet. <laughs> Darren Stout. Hey, buddy. <laughs> Episode 60. What number are we on now? What is this one? 61. Okay, so this is yeah. the one we did a month and a half ago. Yeah. So Mark spent 20 minutes in the restroom on a plane cleaning up vomit. Oh, yeah. Was there a line waiting to get in? No, because it was the red eye and everybody was asleep. Now, speaking of that, when we boarded our... our uh, oh, I guess we're jumping ahead. We, we had a pretty No, finish the email. I want to... I um, finish the email. That's I it. Want, I want details. I oh, that was it? That was it. That was really it? <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. Oh, Darren. Darren does a live tweet. He does a live emailing. He'll listen to the show and email us as he's listening. Yeah. Uh, yes. No. To Darren, to answer your question, and and it, all both of you listening that didn't know, um, a couple of years ago, I was coming home from Vegas, took the red eye for the first time. I had been drinking all day and realized I hadn't eaten anything, and I was drinking that rot gut squeeze bottle liquor. And as I was getting on the plane at like eleven thirty, I uh, realized I hadn't eaten. So I ran by the Wendy's and got a big cheeseburger. And as soon as we sat down, you know how like you go to, before you take off, they shut off the air. Yeah. I guess that they're getting everything started. Well, as soon as they shut the air off, I started getting the sweats and I started getting the grumbles. And I was like, oh, because yeah. I'm not, I was, I was never fully drunk, but I had a great buzz and, but it was a, a crap liquor buzz, and then you put some bad food on top of it, and yeah. then you get put into a toothpaste holder. Well, and even on top of that, I just need that fresh air. Yep. Yeah, I, I got to have that air blowing on me. I, yeah, I feel you. And we took off, and we, of course, you know, you, you you start going up, and as soon as we leveled off, and I actually, I yacked. I don't know if I said this. I yacked in the in the bag, Yeah. in the air motion sickness bag, but the best thing that could have happened in this horrible situation as soon as we took off, and you could see the lights of Vegas as we were leaving, so everybody was kind of like, oh, that's cool. Everybody shuts their windows. Everybody turns their lights off. Everybody went to sleep. Like yeah. The lady next to me went to sleep. In the middle, the dude by the window went to sleep. The people on the other side. And I knew it was coming, knew it was coming. I did a, <laughs> the first one, just into the bag. And nobody saw it. And I was like, okay, all right. And as soon as the seatbelt light went off, I darted up the aisle. And I... I, the door wasn't fully locked. And it was like, Bleh! and it just spread. Like, put your thumb on a garden hose, sprayed. And it wasn't like chunks of anything because I'd had a cheeseburger yeah. and shitty rum all day. Oh, it was so gross. It was so gross. Well, my flight home the other day, and, and not to skip anything over, uh, but coming back, my red eye, uh, there was a, a kid, probably 24, 25, and Right before it was like, you know, everyone's seated, you know, all the overhead bins are closed. This kid just is like walking beeline to the front because we're front row. Um, terrible flight, but at least we were front Frontier. row. Yeah. And, uh, and so he walks up and I guess I didn't see his face, but the flight attendant saw him and was just like, oh, and opened the 
door for him. And he instantly just went to his knees. There was no like negotiating, like, let me close the door and then I'm going to get down. So no, uh-huh. he was just, and they, they almost didn't let him fly. They were like, are you okay? Are you okay? And they gave him a couple bags. They're like, take this. You know, and he's like, okay. But I bet you those flights home from Vegas, they're they're used to it. Yeah, these they they go out there. the The flights flying out, to, and I want to hear all about your story, uh, your trip in a second. But the flight out to Vegas, when you're going for pleasure, and I know you're going for work, but when you're going for pleasure, there are pockets of people on the plane. They're like Vegas, baby, and they're doing shots and they're getting drunk on the airplane. Yeah. But the flight home is like a damn triage unit. I mean, everyone is just <laughs> exhausted and beat Worn up out. and hung over. What yeah. was the other email? Uh, the other email is uh, from SoundCloud. Um, <laughs> we received payment for your yearly pro unlimited plan. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, so uh, we should talk about uh, dues. Uh, how much do you? Sir. Uh, oh, that's one. Yeah, uh, we'll have to add up and then the website too. So Fuck. we'll talk about it. We'll I'm talk. doing the best I can, Ruckus. Uh, I'll get you the money when you. Damn it. Obviously. All right, so the two big things going on in. Uh, well, there's lots going on, but the two the two things that I definitely want to touch on this week is I'm a man without a show now, as the midday show at 19 on the game completely got canned, except for me. Yay, radio! So now you're in radio purgatory? Yay! Uh, but first, I want to hear about your uh, trip to Vegas, because I wanted to live vicariously through you, and I text you a couple of times throughout your trip, but I never heard back. Uh, did I not respond I, at all? Once yeah, I did. When you said I sent you and FK a picture too. Oh, of the Elvis guy in the wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it turned out that you did work more than you actually played. Oh, way more. The ratio was all fucked up. So tell me. So tell me your experience. Your first trip to Vegas. Yeah, I'll, I'll so run as down. soon as you land, <clears throat> you get it. The right when you walk off the plane, the first thing you do is see slot machines. Uh, yeah, there's slot machines. Um, it was me and Lewis, uh, the little MC. Oh, come on. MC come DJ on, Ruckus. combo. Come on, Ruckus. Um, and Lewis and big, he can detail the hell out of a car, too. He can. Uh, Lewis and the gambler, ne- neither am I so much. Um, so it, it, the flashy lights and everything, it's, it's whatever. Lewis had been to Vegas many times. Mm-hmm. He's worked there. He's worked events there before. I'd never been there. So, you know, everything is like, Ooh, ah, look at that. Uh, but uh, we got our Uber. Um, and we're staying at the MGM Grand. How much did it cost to go from the airport to the Grand? Uh, not much, maybe fifteen okay, bucks. That's about right. Something. Um, so we we fly in about three o'clock Vegas time, uh, and our coworkers who set everything up, they're already at this place called the Beer House. Is that over by? park yeah yeah the new york new york right over there yeah it's right it's a little restaurant right there and they're partnered um with our client so they're kind of you know that's home base and we land and we call our staff we're like hey what's up you know you guys getting food what's up um are you you guys doing dinner or whatever what time was this this is like three o'clock ish and they're like oh well late lunch go ahead and do your thing we'll catch up later i was like all right man we're on our own so we get to the mgm we check in. MGMC. Biggest, the biggest, I think the third biggest hotel in the world. Is it? And it's like 5,000 rooms. It's disgustingly big. I will say we took the long way. Uh, instead of walking through the casino to our room, we took the elevator up. And the fucking hallway was, it, would, it almost gave me vertigo. Mm-hmm. Because it's so long. 
and so straight, and you're like, is that the end? Mm-hmm. You're like, no, that's that's I can't see the fucking like end of this hallway. Picture. It is, and you keep walking, and you're walking, and you're like, is that a mirror at the end? And you're like, no, that's not a mirror. It just keeps fucking going. It's it's trippy, um, but the room sucked. Yeah. Um, room was a total fucking drag. Why? Um, well, first it was small, no fridge, no nothing. They, they obviously don't want you in the room. They yeah. want you out spending fucking money every chance you can. And if you do get a nice room, it costs a shitload of money. I'm sure. Like even with my comps, when I stay at the downtown grand, yeah. like even if those rooms are okay, mm-hmm. but if I want to do a nice room, it's still like another $250. Mm-hmm. And it well, in this room, the AC unit, like, uh, if you're looking at one side of the room where my window was that looked out onto the roof of the MGM, ah, real classy. Ah, ah. <clears throat> um, one side of the of the bed had a nightstand with the clock and all mm-hmm. that normal shit. <clears throat> and the other side of the bed, instead of a second nightstand, it was the AC unit. And it just fucking rumbled mm. and fucking... And because it was so... It was, like, attached to the headboard... When you laid your pillow down, and if your pillow was touching the headboard, it also got the vibration. It was like, (laughs) and then I was like, oh, whatever, you know. So, actually, the shower as well leaked in two spots. So, that was fun. Uh, Like, what the fuck, MGM? Yeah. Um, But anyway, so anyway, we get there. They're like, hey, go do your thing. So, by the time we get checked in, we get in our room. We walk back downstairs. We're like, hey, let's go grab something to eat. We haven't eaten since, you know, before we flew out here. By the time we're like literally about to call the Uber to go get something to eat, they're like, oh, hey, come back over here. Come check out the setup real quick. Just real quick. It's like, all right, we're kind of hungry, but okay. And this is day one. And we're not supposed to do anything on day one. Day two is when we start. So we get there and they're like, oh, hey, yeah, this is the setup. Oh, hey, let's put this up. And hey, let's go get the prize wheel and put the stickers on and do this and do this. And I'm like, gosh, guys, I really am hungry. Who, who are, when you say they, who are they? Uh, our staff, the the people who hired us, um, like Matt Jones. So uh, do you know them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I work with them So it's your regularly. crew that you work with? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, it, there's kind of like a salesperson mm-hmm. there. Um, and then like two event people, which would be Matt and this guy named Mike. Um, and there's a, there's a remote tech, if you will, uh, production assistant, um, uh, named Brittany there as well. And Brittany used to work with us, but she moved out to LA, but they flew her in for this as well. And she, she doesn't do work. Yeah. She's just like, you do it, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyway, we're out there and they're like, well, give us a hand with this, give us a hand with this, give us a hand with that. And they're like, we're just like guys we're so hungry and they're like okay well we got all this set up we should be good for tomorrow um oh let's get you guys some swag so coke stores over here uh and this is for you were doing all this for coke yeah for coke and it's uh, all vanilla (laughs) orange coke swag well and and but it was a coke store um they had every fucking thing you, you could want yeah um so we grabbed a jacket and a hat and whatever um so that we had logo on the whole time and finally they're like okay now i guess you guys can go get something to eat and by this point it's we got there at three or whatever it's almost seven o'clock at this point Mm -hmm. after hanging out with them and doing all this running around and all that and fucking then they're like oh well 
we, we run out and it, it, they actually catch us coming back out to get the Uber. And they're like, where are you guys going? We're like, uh, to eat you dicks. Yeah. To eat. And they're like, Oh, well we're going to go have some drinks over here. And we're like, no, get it the fuck away from us. So <laughs> we went, we, we went and had some food. Where'd you we, go? Uh, Fremont. We actually went to old that's, Vegas. That's my quick. spot. <clears throat> now you see why I like it. Cause it's redneck. It's dirty. It's dive and it's cheap. Yeah. I mean, we literally did a flyby. We went there Walked down Fremont Street. They had like a stage set up. They have like, stages everywhere. Yeah, and a bunch of people walking around and like girls, you know, half naked Ugh. and everything, and it's, the zip it, line. And the, what's so gross about the uh, the street people is that's you, you can do that. You don't have to pay to do that. You just have to apply with the city, and they call them buskers, I think. But you get a circle. Yeah. And if you look up and down Fremont, on each side of Fremont, there are just these little circles, and they have to stay within those circles. And nobody ever abides by it. And there's all these like you know lawsuits and everything about like, dude, Fat Elvis was chasing me for a dollar, or you know the 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 methy looking girl wearing the showgirls outfit, you yeah. know she stole my wallet. Uh, where'd y'all go to eat? Uh, we went to Evil Knievel Pizza, Evil Pie, Evil Pie. Yep, worst fucking pizza. Yeah, I've ever I could have told you that. Should've oh my gone god, to Pizza Rock. Oh my god, I tried it was to tell terrible. you. Well, we didn't know, and and by the time we got the fucking Uber out there, and we walked around for a minute, and we were just like. Oh my God. Like, okay, pizza is fine. Let's fucking do it. And we went in, we got, it was terrible. I don't yeah. know what the fuck the taste of what ugh. it's, it, it, there are two other spots downtown that would have are 10 times better than that, but it was that cool sucks that you went there. Well, the vibe was totally cool. Like yeah. we loved the decor and everything. And they, they, they served you on like the albums and stuff the, like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was totally cool. Except the food just sucked. So that that sucked. Yeah. Um, but then we actually walked down to Pawn Stars. Yeah. And have you ever been to yeah, have you I've gone driven to Pawn by Stars? it. Well, but see, I never watched the show, so I don't care. Well, let me tell you, the walk from Fremont Street to Pawn Stars. It's rough. <laughs> it was Dude, I'm amazed you walked that. Well, we didn't Google Maps kinda lied to us. You know, Google Maps was like, You are here, walk here, and we're like, Oh, it, it literally looked like three blocks on the phone. I think it was like three miles. Like yeah. it was terrible. So we finally get there. They close at nine. Um, and we walk in the door at like eight fifty, huh. and they look at us like, really? <laughs> yeah. And so we're just like looking around, glancing and I was a little underwhelmed, um, for, for them being as big as they are. It's like every cabinet was a different theme. So instead of having like, you know, a shit ton of cool baseball cards or, you know, whatever. They just had a little like three foot glass case of them. Mm -hmm. And then the next glass case was something completely different, but that glass case only had like, you know, eight or 10 cards in it or whatever. And it was just like, just a little bit of everything. And I was just like, I kind of wanted to buy something just so I'd be like, Oh, I bought that from Pawn Stars. But there was nothing that I was like, eh. that is the most common response when people go out there to see it. It's like, yeah, would just with just a pawn shop yeah and you get to the back and the whole left backhand wall is just merch yeah so you're like oh well there's that's where they're making a shit ton of money they tried to make that pawn plaza which is like a little two-story they tr they've been trying to make that something yeah but the tourists that come down there to go to the pawn stars what's what gold and silver is that what it's yeah, called gold and silver pond they don't stick around so they just go to the pawn shop and then leave so they built this entire little retail center and everything is open and closed. They had like a barbecue joint there. They had like a uh, 
uh, I think a Thai restaurant, a Mexican restaurant, and all of them have closed to the point where one of them is like a candy shop. Well, that's that's Chumley's candy shop. Is it still open? Yeah. Did you go in? No, no, no. Yeah. It, by the time we got there, the only thing that was open was the bar, was Rick's bar. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were we were so exhausted. After that, we weren't fucking walking anywhere else. We got an Uber back to the hotel and crashed. Ah, oh, that's too bad, man. I wish I would have known. There was I would have sent you two or three places. You re- Hogs and Heifers would have been. You would have loved. You would have loved that. Yeah. It's like a biker bar, but it's like a touristy bike. But it is. I mean, uh, and P- uh, Pizza Rock. You would have loved. Anyway, that okay. So you get back to. Oh, we did go to one dispensary the first night. On the way, on the way back home. Uh, no, on the way too. Okay. That, that, that's another reason we got us so long to eat because we had to stop by the dispensary, and that's why it took you so long to walk there because it really was only three blocks, but you went three miles <laughs> to go three blocks. Um, so anyway, that was that was night one. Yeah, like that was fucking just a full. That was our only time off, essentially. And you don't realize too <clears> that you're also the clock may say eight. But your body's on Atlanta time, and it's eleven o'clock. Oh, easily, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So by you get back to your room by ten, and you're like, I'm wrecked. It's only ten. No, it's not. It's one. It's one o'clock. Yeah. Um. So all that and going in, and then they dropped the bomb on us when we got there on Thursday. That because we're like, hey, what's our timeline? What's our timeline for this? Because basically, Lewis and I are doing our shtick where it's you know we we got a giant prize wheel. So I'm gonna keep music going under him. Um, while he's on the mic and just, you know, having fun with people. Uh, and also, you know, I'll throw in sound effects for winners and, you know, losers and stuff like that. Make it fun, interactive. Um, and that's our whole kind of deal. Well, we've explained that to Matt Jones and, and, and they've seen us kind of do it in action. Um, and so I guess they pitched it to the client that, oh, we got this duo. It's just going to be so much fun all day long, all day long, all day long. All day. <clears throat> all day. and But no one would ever actually give us the timeline. So finally, when we get out there, they're like, oh, uh, tomorrow, yeah, 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 it's 9 to 9. Ugh. And we're like, oh, okay. So that's Thursday. Okay, what about Friday? Oh, 9 to 9. Okay, what about Saturday? Oh, that's nine to nine as well. <clears throat> well I'm like, uh, guys, well, <laughs> you know, 12 hours a day, Ugh. we work. Like when we go out to Glamis and do the Polaris events, like those are like 16-hour days. But they're broken up. You know, it's like, hey, we'll go do the prize wheel for an hour. And then we'll get an hour or two off. And then we'll go do the kid zone for an hour. Then we get an hour or two off. And then we go back to the prize wheel and do that for an hour. Then get an hour or two off. And it gives you time to kind of, you know, rest. And especially Lewis to rest his voice. You can't just fucking carnival bark Mm -hmm. for 12 hours straight. So how the client and how that expectation was ever sold, I have no idea. But... We never would have agreed to that. Like that instantly would have been a red flag. It's like, whoop, eh, eh, no. Uh-uh. So they didn't budge much. They were just kind of like, well, that's what we got to do. That's what we told the client. What about, do you get breaks? Well, that's what we were like. Well, when do we work in our breaks? And it's like, okay, well, we'll see. We got this girl from, uh, you know, um, this other bar over here and she hosts things sometimes. And so if you guys need a break, like we'll just call her over and she can kind of take over for a minute and then you guys come a back. A minute. And, yeah. And we're like, what? So this thing's never going to die. It's always just going to keep going. Like this whole thing's going to keep going. So who's going to play? I just, 
supposed to play a track for or no music at all? Like what's, that's totally going to change the dynamic of what we're like. Anyway, we're just like, all right, it's your show. We'll do what you want. So finally, um, and another thing, like I had my iPod, um, I always carry my iPod with me. It's loaded with music so that if we have to walk away for lunch or do whatever, it's got hours of clean music on it. Just plug it in, play it. Well, the board they had didn't have a DI box or whatever. So I'm like, Hey guys, can I, can we get one of those production guys down here? Cause they all left the production guys set up and left. Wait, let me ask a quick question. Where were you set up? Uh, we were right outside the beer house, um, right across from that arena, T-Mobile arena. Uh, well, no, we're down from the hockey arena. Okay. But right next to the park MGM yeah. thing where Britney Spears plays. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we're right there, uh, literally on the cobblestone. There's, there's those big red, like, like m- towers or whatever, mm-hmm. like in that little courtyard. So you're like in the, the beer park. What is it? Budweiser beer park or something like that. Is, is that what it is? Well, it was the Coke beer par- or Coke park or whatever, okay. but, but it's on the way. If you're walking from the MGM yeah. to the hockey arena, yeah. you'd walk right through us. Okay. So they got a little PA set up and like I said, the prize wheel and there's a basketball. Hoop. So it's outside. Yeah, it's outside. It's, it's in a courtyard. It's out. Yeah, totally. High traffic area. A very high traffic. And, and another thing about that on Friday and Saturday, there were hockey games. So it was madness, yeah. like an hour until the start of the game with just fucking tons of people. Vegas just, Golden Knights fans everywhere. Everywhere. Um, so, <clears throat> again, I'd have my iPod, and they're like, all right, break for lunch. Boom. Everyone's gone. And I'm like, hey, guys, uh, no one came down to hook up my iPod. <laughs> um, so I was like, all right, well, you know what? I got this 30-minute track. Um I'm just going to play it. And when it's done, it's done. And they told us to be back in 30 minutes. Well, where do you eat? You can't do anything in Vegas in 30 minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, well, do we go to beer house for food? And they're like, no, we never really talked about that. And they're like, all right, well, no free meal there. So we ran over to like the mall to get like Panda Express and got back. And it probably took us an hour, you know, and we didn't dilly dally. We went right there. We ate. We came right back. Well, I guess in that time, someone from Coke had walked by oh, no. and there was nothing going on because the track had run out and, you know, Brittany was just sitting on her ass, you know, and no one's there. So when Lewis and I walked back up, all of a sudden we get an email from one of the people on the staff and a text from Jones like, where are you guys at? We got to fire it back up. And, you know, where, where are you guys? You know, why is it why is it silent over here? And it's like, motherfuckers, like. <laughs> I had my iPod ready to fucking go, and the minute everyone said break for lunch, everyone just fucking scattered like cockroaches. Now, what is the the staff doing? What is, like, Matt Jones doing and everybody that you're with? Matt had, like, conference calls that he had to go attend to, and then uh, Mike and the, the other, like, sales girl, like, they were just all hanging out. Yeah. Like, at that point, they're just there to supervise because they have the Britney uh, along with, like, three other girls to just kind of work the, right. the, you know, grab the basketballs and, you know, shoot around and all that. So they were really just fucking no help at all, you know? And then all of a sudden they're looking at us like we're the assholes. And after we get back uh, right there in that courtyard too, like right next, I mean, literally 15 feet from where Lewis is set up with the prize wheel, 
they have this giant outdoor grill and they fucking fire it up. <laughs> and dude, it smokes all day long. <laughs> right in your face. Right in ah. his face. I'm breathing it in and I'm I'm 20 feet from them or maybe even 50 feet from them. 40 feet, something like that. But <clears throat> he's literally 15 feet from it. And so he you can hear it in his voice. Like he's just inhaling. It's on smoke. day one. This is day one. Just after lunch. Yeah. <laughs> and dude, this thing, when it they didn't put any meat on this fucking grill until like six o'clock. They just smoked all day long. And it was just so rude. And so we kept getting these little you know, uh the next break we tried to have, um, they called that girl over from the to come host. Well, Apparently she was so vanilla and everyone hated her that by the time we got back from our next break, she had already been fired <laughs> and was not welcome back. And so we're like, so now we have no replacement. And so should have called me. <laughs> yeah. So now they're going back and forth. And then we, we try to take one more break and they have one of the, the girls working the basketballs. Uh, step up and just going, hey, all right, spin the wheel. All right, thanks. Well, somehow that gets back to their bosses, and their bosses not only book the little uh, field managers and all that, uh, little brand ambassadors, but they also book talent. So now they're sending emails to our people saying, hey, why is our girl, who's a brand ambassador, now talent? And has the microphone and is hosting the event. She just went from X amount of dollars to this amount of dollars. And so then we get a barrage of emails and texts. It's like, get her off the mic now. She's not allowed. It's like, oh my God. So now we, uh, we're back to zero with no one filling in. And by the end of the day two, we were, well, this was day one of working. We were fucking exhausted. We were just fucking beat. Um, and again, they held us to nine o'clock and by eight o'clock, it was just the fucking same 10 kids coming yeah. around spinning the wheel. And we're like, Hey guys, it's getting really cold out here. Like it was fucking cold in Vegas. Mm -hmm. And they're like, Oh, well we got to go till nine. And it's like, well, where's you guys? Oh, you guys are all back in the fucking hotel in your mm -hmm. nice warm hotel room. You're not worried about outside, you know? So we get off at nine o'clock and then it's like, Hey guys, Anyone hungry? And they're like, oh, no, we're passing out. We're all going to bed. It's like, oh, okay, well, thanks. You know, so we drove off, went to another dispensary, um, <laughs> and then got some food. Nacho Daddy, I think we yeah. went that night. Yep. It was, okay. yep. it was okay. It was okay. And then crashed. Went, went right back to the hotel room and fucking crashed. Well, by the time we got walked to the hotel room, just from the elevator, I mean, it was another hour. Yeah. So, but we were did. Were you able... Were you able to have a drink? I mean, could you have a beer while you were working? We, uh, no. I mean, we were. I mean, we could have, but... You just didn't want to? Yeah, we just didn't, you know. Um, I will say the cut through that we kept using from the MGM to the beer house, mm -hmm. we would go out like a side entrance of the MGM and cut down this alleyway and then pop out uh, a little closer to Ross and all that over there. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was great to fucking... You know, hit the vape pen, hit the pen, do whatever. But the, the, it was right next to the, and you'll probably know the MGM like villas. Mm -hmm. Dude, I looked up the prices of those. Like some of those are like 40 G a night. <laughs> like who put, is in there? The whales, the Asian guys that come in from 
Macau and they have, you know, their bankroll is $2 million. Yeah. Like, I mean, we would just like walk by and like try to peek in the fence all the time. But it was like, dang it. Yeah. The, um, the Palms just opened up the most expensive room in Vegas and it's the most expensive hotel room. $100,000 a night. $100,000 a night. Like Cardi B's playing there right now. So it's just one of those like just must be a money machine. That's it. That's it. All right. So that was day that was day one of, of work. three. Yeah. One of three. All right. So working. that was on Thursday. Yeah. That was Thursday. That was Friday. Friday was a little more tame because there wasn't a hockey game. Right. But we had bitched enough that going into it, they were like, all right, well, we'll, we'll just do breaks. You know, and finally we got my iPod hooked up and they're like, well, we'll just, you know, we'll do one on, one off, one on, one off. And that, that was a much better mix. Yeah. Um, what do you mean one on, one off? One hour working, one hour oh, off, one okay. hour working. Oh, okay. So it, it got, there was a happy medium there, but there was still no like, hey, we're going to close it up at eight or whatever. It was still going till nine o'clock with mm-hmm. this fucking same 10 people at the end of the line with the fucking grill going all goddamn <laughs> fucking day again, all fucking day. And they only put meat on it like twice that fucking day. I swear to God, man, at lunchtime and at dinner time. The it, But it smoked all goddamn day long. Um, so finally, uh, we got done with that um, and then went to a nerd dispensary. Um, <laughs> I'm noticing a theme. Yeah, and then we went to eat. Um, and where did we eat that night? Uh, oh, In and Out Burger. Oh yeah, we just yeah. went over to In and Out Burger, yep. and it was not good. Nope. Like the fries were like way oh, undercooked, a little overrated. Yeah, no, no, no. I love In and Out Burger. Like every time we go to San Diego, like boom, In and Out Burger, fucking dope. Mm, this one was not. This one was maybe like, a free. Was it a freestanding one or one inside of a casino? No, it was freestanding. We, oh. we took an Uber out to it. Oh, we now in there's this, an In and Out down by the Link, which is down by Bellagio, and I had ate there for the first time. Yeah, I felt I walked away going, "Nah, it's yeah. a burger." Yeah, I'd rather get a Wendy's burger. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say there? So you had In and Out Burger, In and Out Burger. Oh yeah, and and where they took us, um, and I don't, I forget the name of the hotel, but the the road we were going down, our Uber driver. As we're we're driving to the dispensary, the Uber driver's like, "Yeah, this, this is uh right here. This, this ho stroll." I was like, "Oh, is that hostel? What is that?" Hostel? Yeah, I was like, "Are we're still in Vegas?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." But no, this 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 is hostel, and I'm just like, "Huh?" And he just kept saying it weird. It was this weird, you know, just like, and I was like, "Huh?" And he's like, "Ho stroll," <laughs> and I was like. Oh, stroll. And I looked around and he's like, it's not busy right now, but you come back in about an hour and you'll see. And I'm like, oh, okay. So he was showing us where all the hookers hang out. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, thanks, I guess. Um, <laughs> Do you notice all the, uh, we come to your room? Yeah. The d- girls to your door? Yeah. I, everywhere. Yeah. Oh, I bet. And I'm sure people do it because it's like, oh, I'm in Vegas. Yeah, but the girl on the ad is not the girl that comes to the door. No, no, it never would be. No. Um, So anyway, uh, we got done dispensary and fucking went back to the hotel and just fucking crashed. And then fucking day three, we we did the space again, the one on, one off. uh, And it got crazy busy again with that fucking Saturday night Vegas hockey game. It was just fucking insane and we had a lot of cool moments like because what we were doing was everyone could walk up and spin a prize wheel 
And whatever you landed on the prize wheel, you had to go to the to the basketball goal and shoot a ball. And if you got the goal, you got the prize. If you didn't make the goal, you didn't get the prize. Right. But we had like AirPods and we had T-shirts and then we had five hundred dollar gift cards and you know pretty good prizes. Yeah, no shit. Like it was, it was good. And, and people would sit there and they'd come back through and they you know try to win. And we actually gave away a, a several five hundred dollar gift cards to like kids. Wow. So it, it was, you know, the, everyone would stand up and cheer. I mean, you know, you know, Lewis, you've seen Lewis on yeah. the mic. Like he'd get that whole fucking crowd invested. And when that kid would make a goal, you know, I'd fire off a fucking prices, right? Sound effect, you know, and then Lewis is running around crazy, you know, and it, it's just, it was, we had some really fun moments. So don't get me wrong. But again, just fucking Saturday was, all fucking day, smoke in your face yet again. <laughs> fucking Knights fans everywhere. Um, and then we, we said, we were like, we the hockey game starts at 7. By 7.30, that place was dead. Mm-hmm. So we were like, at 8 o'clock, we're shutting it down. And that's, you know, we were firm on that because we had to get to the fucking, back to the hotel, fucking get our, take a shower, get our shit, and then get to the fucking airport for our red eye home. So it was it was a whirlwind. Like there was no. So you really didn't get a chance to play in Vegas. No, you worked in Vegas. I worked in Vegas so the what, entire time. Even though you had to work, what were your overall impressions of just how how massive it is and how lit up it is? Well, I I, I did want to punch Lewis in the balls. Uh, our first day of work, uh, we woke up and Matt and them were like, "Hey, come on down to the uh, to the buffet and have breakfast." And we're thinking, "Oh, nice, they're going to buy us breakfast." No, we get down there. They're already eating. They're like, oh, hey, yeah, come on up. And we're like, how much is it? They're like, oh, it's $18 each. I'm like, God, I'm not paying $18 for breakfast. But it's a good breakfast. So pull up Google. There's a McDonald's down the road. <laughs> I'm like, hey, Lewis, we got time. Let's go. So, did you get a per diem? Uh, we did, but it wasn't much. And we had to fight for it. Yeah. So what we saved on flights became our per diem. Right. Um, so... We we walk we start walking down the side of the road and we're going up this fucking stairs and down and over and fucking up and over and dude it's so many goddamn stairs and all the escalators are down because it kept raining so there's no easy way to fucking maneuver this side of the street and then we finally get to McDonald's it's it's okay and then I'm like wait a minute Lewis why don't we just walk on this side of the street there's none of this fucking stairs and goddamn o- overpasses and shit why the fuck did we walk on that side of the street? He's like, yeah, I forgot that side of the street's tough. I, I, I sh- we shouldn't have gone on that side of the street. I'm like, <laughs> you mother, like it killed me, man. Like that second morning and I had my backpack with my gear on me, yeah. dude. I, oh, so, but, but, uh, the MGM should have had a food court. Like they have a huge food court that should have had fast food and breakfast spots. Uh, no, they had a little pizza spot. They I, they have a food court. Do they? Yeah. Well, we, see, we were the side we were staying on was right by the side that we had to uh, to go out to work. Right. So we didn't, you know, we, we basically went from the check in area and shot straight across. Um, to our rooms in the corner, mm-hmm. and and that's so. If there's another side of the MGM, we didn't even. Well, that's explore. the other problem with staying at MGM. It's so big. Yeah, it's it's massive. Oh, you know, I, you're talking about it's downstairs, isn't it? You got to. Uh, I guess. I, we walked through it, but we didn't eat mm-hmm. any of it because there wasn't any like real restaurants. It was a lot of like ice cream and candy and shit no, like that. There, I think there was like that, a subway, maybe. I think there's a fast food court somewhere. It's it wasn't. 
it was big, but it, it was a lot of like touristy shops and shit. So I know what you're talking about. You got to, yeah. you got to go out and down to the Uber. You have to walk through it to get to Uber. Right. So, uh, so, but when you flew in, you flew in at night. No, when you flew afternoon. out, we flew, you flew in out at night. Did yeah, you at flew least out at night. The lights of Vegas as you were flying out, or were you on the wrong side of the plane? I was in the middle, had the aisle seat. No, because on the way there, I had the fucking middle seat. I was scrunched up four hours. Dude, there's a big black dude on my left and Lewis on my right, and I was sit- and these frontier seats. All right are tiny dude like they are literally four inches smaller than any other seat i've sat in and same thing on the way back like i was like lewis you're getting the fucking middle on the way back Mm -hmm. and uh and but like i said we were front row so we didn't wait at all to get off the plane which was nice but other than that they nickel and dime you to death on frontier Mm -hmm. like i upgraded us so that we and that went ahead and god knows how much extra it was but that allowed us to, uh, to have our carry-on bag paid for, our checked bag paid for, and for us to pick our seat. <laughs> God. It's amazing. They charge you to pick a seat. And then everything was fucking comboed out with their fucking snacks. You could get snack combos and wine and cheese combos. And like it was literally like going to the fucking AMC in the sky. <laughs> it was terrible. Uh, that's funny. But, and, and the fucking seats didn't recline. Like, uh, like they were supposed to be the, the more luxurious seats, but I'm like, nothing's luxurious if it doesn't fucking recline. The phrase frontier and luxurious do not belong in the same sentence. Oh, uh, it was rough. It was rough. But I mean, yeah, I would like to go back. I mean, there were still funny things. Like I sent you guys the photo, um, of the Elvis in the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Um, that guy was fucking crazy. We saw him a couple times. I don't know if he's a regular out there or what. But we saw him driving around a few times, and as we were going into a building, there was a bunch of people like crowding through. And I guess maybe he didn't want to wait, or he felt disrespected because people weren't just like partying the way for him or whatever. But he just fucking zipped it around. He's like, "Ah, fucking get out of the way, you homos!" And like turned around and zipped off. <laughs> and it was just like Elvis. <laughs> that's, that's Vegas. And like crazy guy, but uh, and then the funny one of the funniest things I saw was the the Vegas girls that walk around and take pictures. The showgirls, the showgirls. Lewis and I were like, oh, how, what are they? Are they advertising for uh, like a, a show or you know, like come to the Flamingo mm-hmm. or something? No, like they're just taking pictures. Like, okay, all right, fair enough, I guess. Weird. Um, that's your job, I guess. But then there were these two black girls we walked by, and I mean they were probably six foot five each of them, and big, and all in like high heels, and then they got the big showgirl fucking costumes on, and we walked by them for lunch one day, and they're like, they're talking to everybody, hey baby, hey baby, you know, hey, hey, oh you want to take a picture, and like they take a picture with a guy, uh, and his lady, and I guess you know it, it was we're standing there for the light to cross the street. They take the picture, and I guess they give him the tip, and then I hear her go, oh, thank you. That's so sweet of you to give us a tip or give me a tip. Do you mind giving her a tip, too? 
And yep. I was like, oh, they got you, bitch. That's how they do they it. They got you. So as we're, we go to eat, as we're walking back, we get stuck at that light again, and they're still there. And this time they got this this white girl and this white guy, and they're all kind of hugged up with them like, oh, it's cool. Oh, it's that kind of party? Really? Okay, well, where where's your hotel at? We, I mean, we, we don't mind going to your hotel. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's what they're there for. I was like, they're not just showgirls taking pictures. They're they'll take your money for pictures, but they want to. They'll take you. money for something else as well. Yeah. Then it all clicked. I was like, nice. I was downtown. I was at some dive bar checking out a casino. I took a cab back, and it wasn't late. It was probably eight or nine o'clock at night. But it was kind of a sketchy part of town, like back where probably close to Pawn Stars. Yeah. And I took a cab back to Fremont, and the guy was like, "Hey, man, you know, can we just share this cab? It was like a van." And, and the cab was like, yeah, man, you know, it won't cost you as much. Yeah, cool, no problem. So I'm sitting there, and the dude's sitting behind me. He's like, hey, man, what's going on? What's going on, man? You party tonight? You party? And it was a guy and a girl. And I was like, oh, yeah, man, a little bit, a little bit. Where are you staying at tonight? Where are you staying? I'm like, uh, and I the first, I wasn't staying there, but I was like, oh, yeah, the plaza. Oh, yeah, cool, man. Yeah, I love that great place, man. You want to party tonight? What's going to happen tonight? I was like, I, you know, I don't know. He's like, who are you with? And I'm like, with my wife. And I was there solo. Yeah. And he just kept going, cool, man. Well, listen, man, y'all want to party? We can party. My girl, she's ready to party. I was like, you're a fucking pimp. Yeah. And this is your hooker right here. She didn't say one word the whole time. She she's probably had a party. knife in her ribs, you know. <laughs> and I was like, no, guys, okay, I'll see y'all later. Have fun. Duck and roll. Yeah. Duck and roll and just got out of there as fast as I could. But that's, man, Vegas can be dirty and scary well it was funny one night one of those nights we uh we walked back we we're just fucking beat walk back to the hotel room and i get to my door and i fucking locked my key in the fucking oh, room no it's like god damn it takes you 30 minutes to get back down to the oh lobby. dude yeah so i i fucking walked back down there and it was funny because that was the first time the whole trip I didn't have Lewis with me. And it was the one chance I was like, man, I'd get into trouble. <laughs> like, what's going on? And I just really started kind of honing in on everybody on the walk to and from my hotel room. Like, I can get a hooker. Yeah, well, like, what, what kind of trouble are you getting into? What's yeah. this guy getting into? What are you getting into? You know, I really started examining things. I was like, I'm too fucking tired. Even if there was a party in front of me, I'd be like, that looks fun. I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> There are great stories, a million stories of dudes out there in that same situation. Hey, man, I can get some trouble tonight and get one of those. We come to your door and they just show up. Big, thick bouncer right behind them with a gun says, give me everything. Yeah. See ya. Who are you going to tell? You going to tell your wife? Are you yeah. going to tell, you, you tell the police that you called a hooker? No. Nope. Yeah. See ya. All the time. It's for a massage. Yep. They, I was talking to a, there's a cabbie out there that I always use when I drive around. Not that guy, not the van cabbie, but another guy. And, you know, I said, what's one of the most common questions you get asked? He said, people always ask me to take them to a spa, the oriental, you know, jerk huts that are reputable. And he says, I know three or four of them. And he goes, people don't ask for a lot of hookers because of those stories of getting rolled. Yeah. He said, but there are plenty of Asian spas where you can just go get jerked off. And, Robert Kraft. Yeah. 120 bucks and you're gone. You get crafted. Get crafted. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm happy that you finally saw Vegas, but I wish you would have seen a better, more of Vegas instead of the same corner for 12 hours a day. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to go back, but I'd, overall, I'd kind of, I'd really kind of compare it to trying to vacation in New York. You know, it's, it's just very busy. It's very, it, but it's so busy and everything's so expensive. Like every show that you were like, oh man, that'd be cool to go see that show. You're like, how much are fucking yeah. tickets? Like, no. Uh-uh. Yeah. But, but. but <clears throat> 
they charge that much because people go to Vegas knowing they're going to spend a lot of money. Well, that's the thing. Like, no one try. I can do Vegas cheap, mm-hmm. you know, but Gretchen doesn't want to do a Vegas trip that I do. Yeah. She's not going to want to stay downtown. She doesn't want to eat at Nacho Daddy. You know, she doesn't want to go to Golden Gate and get a yard of beer. No, she yeah. wants to stay at the Bellagio. We're going to go see a Cirque show, oh, yeah. and we're going to eat at Mesa, you know, Bobby Flay's restaurant. I yeah. mean, so most people, when you go to Vegas, you're going to, that's a two, $3,000 trip. Yeah. Well, I can do it on, you know, less than 1000 Well, the the guy checking us in at the MGM, real weird kind of guy. Like, I had an A's shirt on, and he was like, you like the A's? You like the A's? Oh, I, I, Jason Giambi, I used to see him all the time. And just kept talking real weird. But somehow, all of a sudden, he switched to uh, how Vegas hates the locals. And he was just like, Vegas hates the locals. I've been here. I've been here 35 years. Things are things are expensive for us. Do you think we can afford to see a show here? I can't even afford to go to a hockey game here. He's like, I want to go see a concert. I got to drive out to L.A. And I was like. Good luck. All right. Well, yeah. way to sell your town, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but the but the locals, any local, my friend Jenny, who lived out there for I don't know, ten years, yeah, she said locals don't go to the Strip. Yeah, she said it's like any other town. But you have to like if you wanted to see a concert, where would you go? The Strip. But you'd pay four times as much. You know, yeah, it's probably no different than going to, you know, it's no different than when you know Garth Brooks comes to Atlanta. Yeah, those but, tickets are going to be. $85 for the cheap seats. When Garth Brooks goes, plays the Garden Arena MGM, those tickers are going to be 100 bucks for the cheap seats. Yeah, but I, I, I think the, the ratio of of workers to CEOs is is way well, off Well, they can Vegas charge more because people will spend more. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. It's all corporate Do I think cards. that Vegas hates locals? No, I think the Vegas is just built on tourists. Yeah. So, if you're a local out there, you got to realize. It's like living in, like, one of the big reasons that the Braves moved there not one of the big reasons they moved their new spring training facility from Disney up to Sarasota was they have control over it, much like mm-hmm. Turner field to the battery. Now they have control over their own spring training facility. But what you hear a lot of people like Braves fans that go down there, they say, I love going to spring training games, but it's expensive because I have to pay Disney prices. I'm not going to Disney, but since I'm in Orlando, everything is really expensive. Yeah. Same thing with Vegas. Yeah. You know, you may go out like like I told you earlier, I'm I'm probably gonna go out to Vegas in June to go see Brooks and Dunn. I know it's not gonna be cheap, but yeah. I realize if I want the experience of seeing a band that's not together anymore, they only have one residency, it's out in Vegas, it's eight shows a year, I know I'm gonna spend, even for the nosebleed, it's still gonna cost me about 150 bucks for a ticket. Yeah. But I know that going in. So yeah, if you I mean if you live out there and a lot of locals don't even they hate the strip. Only time Jenny say only time I ever go to the strip is when you come to town or have a tourist come to town. Because uh, they there's enough there's Henderson and there's Somerville and there's other parts of Vegas. See, that's where I would like to see next time. The Henderson? Or just a little more like out, you yeah. know, and just not that I want to go to a fucking Chili's and fucking, you yeah. know, Nevada, but just see that's some one thing a little more me. local shit. Because people know I love Vegas and they'll and they'll, you know, tell me about their trip and they'll say, Oh, I went to the outback in Vegas. What the Fuck you going to an outback in I Vegas. was shocked. Why is it Ross and it wasn't TJ Maxx. It was it was the other discount one. Uh Coles or No, Ross and because uh, Ross was like underground uh right there on the strip. Mervin's. Um no, it might have been Marshall's. Marshall's. Um but both of them were so predominantly like bookended on either side of like Abercrombie and Fitch or whatever. And they had those huge electronic billboards on the side of the buildings that were like, it was crazy, but 
like I couldn't understand how Ross and Marshalls had such a huge presence in Vegas. Yeah, like on the strip there, like wow. Like Maybe people who just I uh, need a new forgot my bathing suit or well, I need shorts or yeah, that, that's it's the, colder than I thought it was going to be. And that's that that's exactly what I was like. They have to bank on just people going. I was so drunk I lost my coat. Yeah. You know, like yeah. fuck it, let's go to Marshalls. I shit my pants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. Uh, yeah, I've, I've done that before. I've been out to Vegas when it was a hell of a lot. Like, I brought shorts and T-shirts, Yeah, but it was 50 degrees. So, yeah. but And I was downtown, so I bought one of those, like, super touristy, like, Las Vegas, Nevada zip-ups. And it was just the most touristy thing ever. But it was 25 bucks. Yeah, yeah. So, and it only Works. cost them $4. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you had fun. You want to go with me? Come with me. Let's do it. Let's do I Vegas. don't want to go see Brooks and Dunn. Oh, fuck you. You want to go to Tunica with me? What's Tunica? In, oh, Alabama? No, Mississippi. Mississippi. Uh, we'll go out there for uh, one night. It's about a four and a half hour drive. One night. Um, we'll go out there. Free room. Just bring some gambling money and some drinking money. We'll leave on a Saturday. We'll be back Sunday, Sunday by lunch. Well, Sunday by dinner. Sunday by dinner. In July. Ooh, July's gonna be tough. I gotta I, I might be running down to Florida in July. I don't know. We'll see. All right. We'll put it on the back of your head. All right. Cause I'm I it's a casino town I've never seen before. Uh, okay. so that's why I want to go and I got a free room. So put it on the back of your head. Not not Biloxi, Tunica. Biloxi's too expensive. I wanted to go to Biloxi, but it's summertime, and so it's on the beach. Um, well, Biloxi's different now. After Katrina, once they rebuilt it, they it's it's decent it's money now. And they uh, sportsbook gambling is now legal uh, in Mississippi, and that's the other reason I want to go to Tunica, so I can go put some money down on the Braves and the Dogs while I'm out there. Gotcha. Wait, Tunica? That's not so. It's not near the coast. No, Tunica is is outside of Memphis. It's like uh, thirty minutes from Memphis. Oh yikes! How yeah. long is that drive? It's it's not bad. It's like four and a half, five hours. It's an easy drive. Hmm. Just think about it. Uh, Leave out early on a Saturday. They even got a pool. I know you're not a pool a guy. Pool. Sit up by the pool. pool. They got a pool. How many pools would we pass on the way to Tunica? <laughs> but when you check in, you can start drinking by the pool. Oh, okay. Free drinks? Yeah. So, yeah, it's cheap. Uh, Just put it in the back of your head. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, it was been an interesting month uh, in 92 on the game. The Midday Show, Rick and John Midday Show, has officially been uh, dissolved. What are they playing right now in uh, place of it? No, I'm still there. So Rick, John, the two hosts, Paul Bible, a.k.a. Preacher Man, the other producer, all fired. Okay. And I think it was handled very sloppy. Um, pretty much my boss, uh, the week that it happened, took – Paul out to lunch on Monday after the show and said, we're dissolving the show and your job's not going to be available anymore, but I'd like for you to work out the rest of the week. Paul is a responsible adult. And he said, you know what? For good faith, I'll do it. Yeah. You know, because I don't want to go out and, you know, like an asshole, you know, all right, I will just get my shit together. It's radio. It's radio. You know, what is it? Uh, Tuesday morning, uh, they, now, this is before the show. This is why I say this was handled very sloppy. Tuesday morning before the show, my boss told Rick, the host of the show, hey, this will be your last week. We're dissolving the show, but I'd like you to work out the week, and we'll let you say goodbye or work till Thursday. Mm-hmm. And we'll let you guys say goodbye on Thursday. And Rick, again, Rick is a professional, and said, okay, uh, I don't agree with it, but you know, I, I at least want the opportunity to at least wrap things up. Mm-hmm. Tuesday after the show, told John Michaels, John, Thursday will be your last day. We'd like for you to work out the rest of the week. John looks at my boss and says, fuck you. You can't fire me and expect me to continue to work. <laughs> you know what? If we're done, we're done. 
And then Rick and Paul both said, okay, well, if John's not coming in, we're done too. Yeah. So that Tuesday was officially the last day of the show. And I was saved. Um, I got this weird kind of, it's, it's like 50, 50. Uh, there's 50% of me. That's like, fuck dude. Damn it. My boys, my show, I miss the guys. This is no good. But the other cynical 50% of me is like, mm, it's fucking radio, baby. Yeah. Like I, I hate it for you, but that's, that's entertainment. Yeah. Um, but, you know, obviously, I'm still there, and this is the other reason I said it was it was handled very sloppy, because there's still no announcement on what's coming next. Mm-hmm. And this was happened what three weeks ago, and there's still we still don't know what the next show is going to be. So I'm still essentially doing the same job. Uh, Wendy, who we've known for a hundred years, yeah. who's worked with us at at uh, Q100, uh, she is with me producing, and we just have rotating hosts that are coming in. Um, you know, I the. The, the the most frustrating part about it is I get it. The, it was it was a budget thing. Like yeah. I, the first home stand of the Braves, everybody's like, what happened? What happened? And the reality is, and I'm not bullshit, it was budgets. Because yeah. Intercom, our parent company, from 2017 to 2018, like lost money. I mean, they bought out CBS Radio, so they were mm-hmm. coming in in the hole. But they certainly didn't make any extra money, and they were losing money. So they said, you know, we've got to we've got to get some money back on the books. So they looked at the three stations in Atlanta, Star 94, V103, and 92 on the game. And our show, our midday show, was the lowest rated of everybody. Now, you know, it, it's it's not an excuse, or maybe it's an excuse. We don't have the, the, the advantage of traffic, afternoon traffic, you know, or morning and afternoon rush. Uh, and then for radio, you know, radio numbers are easy. You know, and it's a very cheap, you just have to pay a jock. Yeah. So they said, all right, well, out of all those shows, the midday shows not rated very well or not trending very well, so we'll just cut that one. And they said, all right, done, done and done. And New York didn't know who we were. Mm. They don't know any of us. They just see that our numbers aren't great. We're done with them. So what I wish that my boss would have done uh, is fired all of them on a Thursday after the show and just say, sorry, guys, that was your last show. We're making a change. Friday morning, come on. Because we weren't allowed to say anything on the air. Like, I put something on social media. I put something on Facebook and Twitter because everybody was coming to me. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. What happened? Are you okay? What are you going to do now? And I put on Facebook and Twitter, and it was it was very PC, but it was like, you know, safe. It was like, hey, man, radio's a tough business. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm hurting, but I'm still with 19 on the game. Nothing but the best for my, my brothers, you know, Rick, John, and Paul. You know, they're good people. They'll land on your feet. You know, just keep going. You know, thanks for your support. I put that on Facebook and Twitter. Well, they saw it at the radio station on Twitter, and they said, Mark, pull that down. I was like, why? I was like, you don't need to be talking about it. I'm like, but people are asking me. And they're like, well, it's too sensitive right now. So I had to pull it off of Twitter. I was able to leave it on Facebook because it's not private, but it's yeah. not as many fans. You know, radio people, it's just more like friends and family on Facebook. Yeah. So that's the part that really bugs me, is we were never allowed to say anything. Yeah. Like, never. Um what they should have done is fired them on Thursday, come on the air on Friday and say, Hey, look, Rick and John, we love them. You know, we had a great ride with them. Unfortunately, you know, it's the business and we were making changes starting Monday. It's going to be the Andy and Randy show, yeah. you know, Monday morning, 10 AM. We're really excited and start busting out promos for it. But instead they fire them out of nowhere, ask them to work the week out. They don't work the week out. Yeah. Um, and then there's no plan. Well, there's a plan, but nobody knows what's next. You know, I keep asking my boss, like, will you at least tell me, oh, I've got something planned. I've got something ready. I've got, okay, yeah. we can you know, well, we're not ready to announce it yet. I'm like, it's it's my shift. Like, will you at least give me a heads up? Yeah. 
So I don't know what, I mean, look, I'm lucky. I still have a job, you know, I'm still doing the same thing. You know, it's, it's, it's a, a fucking ridiculous business yeah. that we work in. Um, I, I mean, I'm grateful, you know, I could have easily gotten fired as well, but I think like I told you earlier, the fact that I can run a board, I think has saved me. Like when they killed 99 X, when me and Jenner's were together, yeah. I think I was saved cause I can run a board. I can run a tight board. Yeah. You know, I, uh, you know, when the regular guys were falling apart, I probably wouldn't fire that. But the same thing, it's like, I, at least I can do everything behind the scenes. So we'll see. I don't know what's going to happen. The next couple of months are going to be very interesting to see what happens. Um, we still get questions every day. You know, where's working John? And I tell everybody the same budgets, man. Yeah. It's radio and the Braves games. Radio, man. I'm not lying. I wish I could go into more detail with them. Yeah. But, you know, but at the end of the day, it's fucking radio, baby. That's what it is. That's just, that's how it works. Shitty radio. It's just shitty radio. It's just, that's, <laughs> you know, if you've worked in it for three minutes, you know, that's how it goes. Yeah. So, um, they also fired, it wasn't just our show. They fired, um, Arthur Trish, who was the producer for the morning show as well. So there was four people total, uh, fired from 19 of the game. And what's weird is like nobody else, like V103 was fine. Well, Starting four was fine. Yeah. Why would you fire anyone from V? Well, because I actually will give them credit. They're a fucking cash cow. Did you see uh, OG now has a morning show? Yeah, I didn't know. It they were substantial enough to warrant a morning show. Well, I mean, by default, they've become the only classic hip-hop station when you're on air. Default. Well, because you had three. Um, and oh, one, there were Streets 94. No, is that still around? No, there was Boom and That's right. Jams. Jams went first. That went away first. And then Boom went last year. So now OG is the only one left, and it was outperforming uh, Talk 106.7. So, and there, there's no studio for OG. Like I'm, ima- I'm imagining maybe once uh, they'll move them <clears> over <throat> to the Talk st- Studios. Move them over to the Talk Studios once they move out because of that whole Christian radio thing. When is that deal. official? Uh, I think end of May is when they told it. Well, they told most everyone. End of May, uh, it accumulates that their job would be done. But now they've been saying, well, if you want to hang out through some of June, we might be able to. So I don't know what their plan is. Um, but apparently end of May is the, their deadline. But maybe they'll move OG into that studio. That's a big fucking news studio for in all that newsroom. So I don't know what you do with all that shit, but it's uh, everybody still is rock still in the same studio in the birth show. And uh-huh. they still have the side room, which is a production room. Mm-hmm. And then who's in the old six eighty studios? Uh, Oh no, it, they built that out for Burt now. So okay. Burt now has the old six eighty studios. Yeah. Yep. Then who's in the old Burt show studio? Uh, I don't know now. I haven't no. been through there yet. Yeah. yeah. I will say I saw online that, uh, Jen Fallon was out in Vegas for the ACM awards. I'm like oh, that bitch. Yeah. I'm so jealous. Oh, God, I'm so jealous out there in Vegas for the damn what? country music awards, you lucky son of a Well, there was something pointed out to me because uh, someone we know was also in Vegas at that time and saw her and uh, was like, uh, hey, uh, where are you staying at? And uh, Or, well, back it up to two clicks. Uh, he's working with this client, and this client – was trying to book all these rooms at this new place, Aria or yeah, Aria. Yeah. Um, and the client said, uh, no, that's crazy expensive. You can stay there as the manager, but everyone else needs to stay someplace else. And this is a big company that is not hurting for money. But, right. but they said, no, 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 let's be reasonable. Well, when our 
friend sees Jen out in Vegas. He's like, hey, where are you staying at? She's like, oh, the, all of us were, were over at the Aria. <laughs> so there's like 30 rooms right there with wow. all their gang. And I'm just like, fucking cumulus, man. You, you just spend money like you didn't just come out of bankruptcy. Amazing. And yet you have this multi-million, probably billion-dollar company that's wise enough to go, uh, come on, guys. Like, <sighs> you the, the bed's the same down at the other place. Yeah, you, you could know? stay at Planet Hollywood across the street for by, probably about $150 less a night. Yeah, exactly. So, like, just fucking – and it, this also – from someone who could never work a fucking weekend because they had a kid they had to take care of <laughs> and could never leave home because yeah, they got the a kid. Like four now, so the kid's okay. You can leave him at home. Now. Oh yeah, well yeah. Now to, to go to Vegas and to go to all these trips, shit. Yeah, fuck that kid. <laughs> oh, I hate radio so much. Oh. I can't wait for the next three months of radio. I cannot wait to see what happens. There are a lot of moving parts and a lot of different places right now. Yeah. The next three months are going to be fun fun but if anything i've buried my head deeper into the brave stuff now like mm-hmm. i've never been so excited about a season coming back because all of well, my frustration playing good yeah that helps too <laughs> yeah let me tell you um i got an email on march 31st from march 30th from the people who put on the bash at the battery for new year's eve asking if i would come back and host their 2020 party i'm oh. like Wow, how do I be ahead of things? You are nine months ahead of schedule. And I'm like, uh, yes, I will. However, I need a room this time. Because last time I had to pay for my own room, uh-huh. the Omni. Yeah. And I was like, I know you all had a block of room because somebody leaked it to me. Yeah. And when I said I had a room, they said, oh, did you get in our block of rooms? I said, no, I paid for it. And they said, oh, we have a block just for the event. I'm like, oh, well, now that I know. Yeah. I'm like, yes, I will happily come back and work it as long as you throw in a room as well. So... Um, Look at you. Hey, man, negotiate. Putting the man. screws to well, it. I ain't getting any younger. Got to milk it while I can. Because I noticed after just one homestand with the Braves, I'm fucking tired. Aww. Like, But it it usually takes at least two homestands to get back into the rhythm. Yeah. Oh, dude, they've got us parking somewhere different now. Oh, God. Is it a walk? It's a walk. And what's worse, <laughs> and this is... Why change it? Why change it beca- now? Okay, well, because we used to park in the Purple Deck, okay. which is if you're at Wahlburgers, it's right there beside Wahlburgers, okay. which was awesome because yeah. you could just pull out and pull around and get on Spring Street. Even if it was the heart of traffic, everybody leaving, you had they would literally block off cones yeah. if you were in this one lane. Yeah. So there would be days on like a Friday night when there's 40,000 people there. You know, I would leave and I would be home. It, I would clock out and be home within about 25 minutes, yeah. which is phenomenal. Yeah. Now, since the batteries sold off, they don't own the apartment complexes anymore. Uh, so why now, not? just they made money off of it oh. because they were able to sell it to another management company because the apartments and condos at the battery are some of the highest selling or most popular apartments in the city of Atlanta. Like they are apparently they did not they were not prepared for how well they were going to be rent and leased. So the Braves sold it off to make a little money off of it. So they moved us to another spot, but now we're across the street, uh-huh. which is if you're looking at the red deck, we're in one of those buildings right there. Which, the reality is, okay, it's not bad, but you have to walk across the little pedestrian bridge to the red deck back down the battery. Uh, so it adds about another 15 minutes. of. I, I timed it the other day, and it took me 22 minutes to get from my parking space up to Bray's Vision. And fat guy doesn't like walking. There was about, you have to walk up three flights, flights of stairs, over the bridge, down three flights of stairs, uh, in there, up another four flights. Of st- it's just a lot of walking. And it's like... 
and this is the diva in me coming out, but I don't care. I've been doing this for 13 years, so I don't give a shit. I can say this. When the game's over, I don't want to be hounded anymore. Yeah. Like, it's hard enough just going past the chop house. Hey, man, give me something. Hey, man, what you got? Hey, it's that guy. Hey, dude, my buddy wants to race the freeze. How do you, you know? And you have to be like, oh, yeah, no, it's not up to me. All right, man, have fun. Chop on. Have a good time. But chop when the, on. When the game's done, I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not your I'm not your you know fucking carnival yard barker anymore as you say. You need some headphones like the NBA players do, those big giant ones. I'm about so ready to do it. Because now I had to walk across that pedestrian bridge with all the fans. Uh, and man, hey man, what are you doing? And the worst what and this hurts my ego more than anything. What are you parking over here for? <laughs> Shouldn't you have a better spot? Like, yes. Yes, I should. And then the orange lot where like 680 parks and all the media parks, it's like 40% full. Uh, and I'm like, why can't I get in there? I'm like, ah, it's for media. I'm like, I work in radio. Can I be media too? Nope. Oh, that's hilarious. That's the worst part of my job is parking. It's, I will say, though, it is, it is still better than the red deck. My first year I had to park in the red deck. Yeah. And because I wanted to be a good employee for the new stadium, we had to park on the sixth floor. Oh. So when the game was over, unless you, I mean, there would be days where I was running to my car (laughs) because if you, let's say last pitch, it's over. If you couldn't get to, you got about a 10 minute window before everybody gets there. And if you miss that window, there were some nights where I was sitting in my car for 20 minutes, not even be able to pull out of my parking space, put it back in park, go get a beer at Yard House, uh, and just wait for it to. So it's still better than that. Well, you know, I, I worked on up uh, a couple times last week. Um, and every time I have to park in the red deck, fucking haul my shit across. It's, it's not terrible, but it's bullshit that they want to just allow you to fucking unload in the street mm-hmm. out there. That, that's fucking ridiculous. No, no unloading. Like, yep. really? Fucking, you won't give me six minutes. Ha. Fucking six minutes is all I need, you nasty cunt. Um, but maybe that's why they won't let you unload. <sighs> fucking cunts. Um, but anyway, uh, so it's always an issue with these guys getting validating parking because they usually forget, and then at the end of the event, we're like, oh, oh no one's here. Okay, all right, mm-hmm. well, I guess we'll just invoice them our parking, which is fine. They pay us back, whatever. But it's so much easier when you just get it validated. You don't have to worry about it. Yep. Keep receipts and all that shit. Well, this time they were trying to be proactive, and they got they got the parking tickets, like a like a season holder or whatever would get like an actual Braves ticket. But it says this is not a ticket; it's a parking pass. Yeah. Da, da, da. And he gave me that, and I was like, that. Well, maybe it works in the machine. I don't. Okay, whatever. So I put it in my pocket and got in my car, drove to the exit. And the the girl's sitting there by the thing. She's like, hey, good evening. And I was like, hey, uh, do I put this in first or do I put my ticket in first? She's like, oh, no, you put your parking ticket in first. I was like, oh, okay. So I put my parking ticket in. And I said, okay, now I put this in. And she goes, what is that? Oh, no. And she grabbed me. She goes, oh, uh, no, you had to use this coming in. And I was like, Oh, well, see, I've been working all day. Like, that's what they gave me when I got here today. Um, I didn't have it when I came in, and but that's what they gave me. And she's like, oh, well, yeah, see, if you were coming in, I can scan this and let you in. 
And I was like, oh, well, well. How do I get out? Yeah, I was like, well, how do I get out? And she's like, well, you just got to pay the fee. And I was like, uh, I was like, well, can I cancel that and like back out and go trade this in or something? She's like, no, no, you just got to pay the fee. And I was like, okay, well, so you can't let me out? <laughs> and she's like, no. And I was like, well, who can? Yeah. She's like, uh, she looks around. There's another girl. She's like, let me go ask her. So walks over there. And by this time, there's 20 people behind you. There's a few people behind me. And then this golf cart like speeds up out of nowhere. It's like, Froom! like guy hops out. He's like, sir, you okay? Can I help you? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, she's checking on something. I've been working it on up all day. They gave me this. Like I didn't have it when I came in. She's saying I had to have it when I come in. I just wanted to validate parking. I'm leaving. The game's starting now. I'm not staying. Yeah. And he's like, where'd you get this? And I was like, on up. They gave it to me. I was working. He's like, um, all right, go ahead. And it throws, scans a card and lets me out. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. So day two, they give me the same fucking thing. And I asked one of the employees, I'm like, what is up with these tickets? Like, what do I do with this? And they're like, we well, got to go down there by the pizza place. And yep, the to the parking, last parking. The and last give you parking, the- and they'll swap it out for you. Well, every day, well, the, the two remaining days I was working there, the last parking office is always closed mm-hmm. or locked. So I had to fucking get a flagger down. They called their boss, and they, actually both days it was the same guy. <laughs> and he's like, where did you get this? And I'm like, on up experience. He's like, why'd they give you this? And I'm like, I don't know. But that's what I got. And he's like, all right, go tell him Charlie sent you and go to the Hyundai Valet and tell him to give you a thing. And I was like, all right. And on the second day, they called him again. He was like, didn't you do this yesterday? <laughs> and I was like, man, they did it to me Don't again. Start. Yeah, I was like, I'm not staying for the game, man. Like, it's, you know, first pitch is happening. I'm trying to go home. And he's like, he's like, all right, well, tell him Charlie sent you, but don't be using my name all season. And I was like. All right, all right, so yeah, guess what I'm doing next time I go to a game. Yeah, Charlie, Charlie sent me. Yeah, Hyundai Valet. <laughs> Charlie sent you. That's funny. So they, they, and but I heard a lot of complaints about lines yep. and shit like well, that. Well, this getting is in. all right. Well, I'll go ahead and get it. This was my sports, so we'll go ahead and do that now. But oh, I do good. want to talk to you. I got uh, yeah. Oh, that's right. We used to actually have imaging to this show, didn't we? When we actually used to do a show, it is a touchdown. Do 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 Um. Because <clears throat> actually, I do. I have some pop culture stuff I want to talk to you about. But um, so with the Braves being back, yes, I heard, uh, and I and I felt it too. People came and bitched to me too about opening day, about the lines being, you know, really long for everything. Now, my my first response to all of that is, it's opening day. Yeah, like it's traditionally we open with our Super the Bowl, the most packed outside like- of outside of like Fourth of July fireworks mm-hmm. and maybe like uh, you know, uh, you know when the Cubs or you know whatever Yankees or but there were a couple exhibition games. Prior, there were there correct. were two exhibition games. That's right, yeah. and they weren't there was nobody there for those. Yeah. But and then postseason games, obviously. But for regular season, opening day is the biggest day of the year. Yeah. Now opening day this year was beautiful. It was a gorgeous day. So everybody was partying out in the battery. Paint the picture for me. It was a <laughs> great day with. Thousands of people in the back. I know because I had to host the Braves walk where all the players walked in. Beautiful people. Beautiful day. Lots of Braves fans. Everybody was ready for the return of Atlanta Braves 2019 Acuna, season. Acuna? Nope, Acuna. Acuna. That's there right. it is. Thanks yeah. for your support. 
Well, the problem was, and people bitching about trying to get in, at about 6.30, everybody that was drinking in the battery looked up and said, oh, shit, at 6.30, game starts in 40 minutes. Let's go on head in. So you had... Don't want to miss the intros. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So no lie, at 6 o'clock, there was only 9,000 tickets scanned. Oh, wow. It's 6 o'clock. So that means between (laughs) 6 and 7.20, yep, (laughs) you had to have about 30,000 tickets come in the door. So everybody just said, okay, and turned to go to walk in. So you had people waiting for 45 minutes to get in at the Chop House Gate, at the Mm -hmm. Wrightfield Gate, or the Bridge. And I kept telling people, I was like, Get yourself a walking beer, walk around the stadium to yeah. the left field or the third base gate. Those were like a 10-minute wait. Yeah. Like, but everybody was at the battery, and then they were like, well, fuck this. I'm just going to stand in line and bitch about it. Just yeah. fucking walk. Go walk at, at you know four blocks, and not even, what am I talking about, four, two <laughs> blocks to get around the stadium to get in. Now, concession lines. I don't know. I know people were complaining about concession lines. Again, my only excuse was it's opening day, and you have a bunch of new employees up there. But yeah. I... I don't. And I don't. How many places did you pass that you could have eaten at before yeah, exactly. you walked into the Exactly. And I think everybody did the same thing. They walk in, they go to their seats, and then immediately go to get food. Yeah. Um. But I mean, it's my my only response. And when people bitch about traffic on crowded days too, I'm like, you try having forty thousand people leave anywhere, yeah. and you're going to sit in traffic. You it was get, spring break. It should have been easy traffic wise. You would <laughs> not in that not in that square radius yeah. of SunTrust Park. It's like you try to leave a concert in the fields of Cartersville, and you're going to be stuck in lines. <laughs> like. I don't care 40,000 and people are like, well, Uber took forever. Yeah. Because you got 10,000 people trying to hail 200 cars. Yeah. Like, yes, it, that's why I don't. And again, maybe I'm too close to it, but I'm like, you idiots. It's opening day. Like, yeah. what do you expect on opening day? Yeah, go. Like, go. I've never, I go to, I go to what, four or five Georgia games a year with 93,000 people. I wait in lines yeah. because I know there's 93,000 people trying to get in and go to these concession stands. You know what rational people do? Don't go to opening day. They go on April 2nd. Mm. <laughs> Now, what was weird? When it's still busy, but it's not just the insanity, like, I'm not going to burn. Well, and and that's that's what I was trying to, like, put out there. I said, hey, opening day is going to be a mess. Come the second game, because it'll go from 42,000 to 20,000. Yeah. Well, this year, we opened the season with the Cubs. They travel very well. So, uh, the first six games of the season had over 210,000 fans come through. So, the opening homestand was huge. And then the Marlins came through. But, but... It was still big because it was spring break. Yeah, yeah. So it was still really, really good crowds. Um, but yeah, I was just laughing at all the fans that were just like, you know, oh, it said to wait in line. You wanted to go in at six thirty from the <laughs> from the yard house. What do you expect? Yeah. Like, have you never been anywhere before? Like, act like you've done this before. Yeah. Like, I don't go to co- like we went to George Strait uh, last weekend. Fifty thousand people at Mercedes Benz. Yeah. I knew lines were going to be long if I wanted a beer, take a piss. Guess what? I went during specific songs where I knew, like popular songs where I knew people would be listening. Yeah. Like I, you act just act like you've done it before. Now maybe there were screw ups with credit card machines or whatever. That's technology. I don't I don't know what to tell you on that one. Yeah. So, but yeah, I just had to laugh and and people coming to me saying, "Well, you should have done this. Y'all should have done like this." Okay, guess what? There's there's another eighty games you can come to this year yeah. where it'll be perfectly fine. Yeah, get I'm, over it. Yeah, I'm sorry that the flyover you were standing in line for a hot dog. I don't I don't know what to tell you. There's forty thousand people here. Has there ever been an article written though that's like, "Oh my God, they nailed it." Not one person left unhappy. Uh, not, from, not from the AJC. of the new generation. Like, you're never going to get that story. Not so. from the a- especially not from the AJC. You're never going to get it. No, because they it, you're never going to have a perfectly satisfied crowd. 
always going to be well, issues. In the, well, in the AJC, from day one, they announced the move to Cobb. Well, of course, because it was shady business dealings and the Braves, fucking, they're a bunch of terrible people. T- t- tell me that when you sell this place for more than it's worth. Yeah, a couple thousand more than it's worth. Well, that's because you live in a shitty neighborhood. That's true. Don't blame me for your life choices of Still living in this Smyrna. ghetto-ass neighborhood. Still Smyrna. Where I, I walk to my car and clutch my bag a little bit tighter. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get shot. I'm actually kind of curious if my car is still here every time yeah. I park on, because there's no parking in your damn place. So I have to park. By trying the, to remedy that <laughs> by getting a new place. Please do and hurry. Because that's one thing. Like Even if we were to take this fucking place and like add on to it, there's still no fucking parking out front. Yeah. You know, like it, it, it sucks because, you know, location's nice, but I mean. No, well, no, it, it, again, it doesn't matter the location or if you add on. It's a shitty neighborhood. Well, yeah. let's play a drinking game. How many cars are on cinder blocks in your neighborhood? Uh, not no. I don't. That's not really an issue. That's not really an issue. It's I'm sorry. Just, didn't the house right there just get busted in a drug raid? Uh, I was like a year and a half ago. Oh, it's okay. Sorry. Yeah, it's fine. It's somebody. Don't you play the game uh, gunshots or fireworks here? Not really. <laughs> Not sometimes lately. sometimes but no i mean it, it's really just people don't keep up with their fucking lawns and shit that's that's the main it's a bunch like, of renters it, and that's exactly what it is there's no hoa fees in this neighborhood and it's a bunch of renters so and that's why we fucking got a cheap ass townhome mm-hmm. where we did mm-hmm. it's like hey that appeals to us no hoa fees and then you fucking realize god i i wouldn't mind paying hoa fees now get some of this trash out of here uh-huh so going back to the braves cool you can still oh, go yeah. back down to turner field <clears throat> and not have the pleasure of the battery and sit in the blue parking lot for an hour after the game <laughs> or wait an extra 10 minutes to walk in yeah. but you have the options of the yard house and el felix and the rocks have you been to a show at the roxy yet no it's pretty cool yeah they did a good job mm-hmm. uh all right i do have a. Uh, did you see captain marvel i did what'd you think it was okay. I mean, you know, had, had a little bit of controversy, rah rah yeah, women, pro vagina. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it was fun. I kind of put it in the same vein of Black Panther, where if you didn't walk out saying that was amazing, then you're a misogynist. Yeah, I mean, and it, I mean, of course, it's not going to live up to the hype, but it was it was worth seeing. It, it it wasn't terrible. It wasn't overly like, oh my god, please stop with this, you know. But it was. It was definitely there. You know. Well, the rumors going into it. And again, I've been sitting on the story for a month and a half now because that's how long it's been since we've done yeah. the show. But there's all these stories going into it about how um, you know, people were upset. Well, Brie Larson didn't do herself any favors when she had the comment about, I don't want a bunch of white men asking me questions about my movie. Yeah, And then it did the whole girl power thing. But there are rumors that Marvel, or at least some of the PR companies, kind of drummed up that whole conspiracy theory or not controversy yeah because they knew it wasn't as good as as they had hyped it up to be mm-hmm. so had it not made i mean it's made i mean i looked at it today over 375 million yeah so had it had let's say it had capped out at 100 million which is not as popular as a lot of marvel movies then they could have said Oh, well, it was because of all the controversy because, you know, uh, white men didn't want to go see it. And there's a bunch of misogynistics and Donald Trump, you know, when in doubt, blame Trump. So the the theory is that they put a lot of that controversy out there, knowing that the movie wasn't as good mm-hmm. as it could have been. So if it didn't succeed, they had that to fall back on. But since it is a very successful Marvel film, yeah. then they're like, oh, no, no, it was it was OK. Girl power. Yay. What do you think of it? I mean, like I said, I didn't, I didn't hate it. It yeah. was, if you've been following the story, it, it kind of tied a couple things in. So you're like, all right, fair enough. Um, I mean, the, the new Avengers are already saying they're is projected 
to hit two billion dollars. God, like it just insanity on that fucking thing. So. Did you see that uh, Chris Evans, Captain America, came out in that GQ, GQ article. Said he's not afraid. He will happily alienate half his audience because he hates Trump so much no. that he said. I think his quote was, um, uh, "He doesn't care if Trump fans don't like his movies." So he it was a GQ article, and he just said, "You know, I'm okay." Let me see if I can find the exact quote. But he was like, "I'm okay if I alienate, and because I don't, I hate Trump that much. I don't want to even want his fans coming to my movie." I'm like, "You're Captain America." Yeah, but but where he's kind of a coward in this is because it's not his movie. It's a Marvel Avengers movie. It doesn't matter what he says. It's still going to make $2 billion. Now, if it was Chris Evans in, you know, The Road Handler or whatever, just a a romantic comedy, and he said that, then I think it would have more of an effect. But he could come out and club a baby seal, and (laughs) Avengers is still going to make $2 billion. So he's he's definitely shielded by the fact that it's a Marvel movie. Well, he's just shielded because he's fucking Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. I think you're going to start seeing more of that too, where they just don't care anymore. Like Hollywood just doesn't care. Like De Niro came out recently and was like, I will punch Trump in the face if I had the opportunity. Well, and that's why he's Trump's going to get elected again, and then they're just going to lose their mind again for another four years. Avenger star Chris Evans, I'm willing to alienate half my audience to trash Trump. I'm like, really, dude? I'm like, God, it must be nice to be so woke. Yeah, it's um, so rich. Speaking of enlightened crowd, uh, did you see that Will Smith? So other than, have you noticed on all the Aladdin uh, trailers now, they have pretty much pulled the genie? Like, he has just a very minimal role. The very first, I think it was a Super Bowl, the very first trailer for Aladdin, mm-hmm. Will Smith is the genie, had this big, huge part. Yeah. And he just got ripped to shreds. So now, all of the new promos, watch it, and he just he's just glimpsed. It's, uh. it's more about the affair, the love affair between Jasmine and Aladdin. But Will Smith was tagged to play Venus and Serena Williams' father, the tennis stars, and a biopic about their life. But because we are so woke in 2019, the woke crowd is not happy because Will Smith is a light-skinned black man while Richard Williams is a dark-skinned black man. The internet was upset claiming colorism matters. So now, if you're black, you have to be a certain shade of black to play a black man. In Hollywood. But wouldn't it be ultra woke if like a white man came in and pl- or admit an Asian no, man? No, no. A- sorry, not white man. Asian man came in and played their father. Do, no, the only thing that would be more woke is if like a, a transgender came in to play their Ooh, father. See. Yeah, they I'd the, go see that. Yeah, they're not gonna let a white man get close to that. Yeah, I know. I, I apologize. Not yeah. not a white man. <laughs> um okay, I I saw this story and immediately thought of you. A fire festival live action role playing event is coming to Detroit. Oh, great. And just like fire festival, it's falling apart. Oh, good. So they promised activities that would attempt to recreate the original, which included a charter boat for Instagram influencers. <laughs> They'll have a box truck full of, lug- of luggage in the parking lot. They will have FEMA style tents. And of course, They'll serve up some of the saddest cheese sandwiches the world has ever seen. <laughs> they already have 6,000 fans that have shown interest in this event. However, they've run into some issues. 
Now, the DNR said that they would deny any application for a permit to hold the festival at the original location called Bell Isle outside of Detroit or in Detroit, mm-hmm. Belle Isle. Okay. So the DNR, it's a national park. So DNR said, no, you can't. No, this is a national park. You can't hold a party here for yeah. 6,000 people. So they have to move it to Hamtrack, Hamtrick Island. However, the problem is Hamtrick Island, even though it says island, it's landlocked and there's no beach. So you can't have yachts and beach ah. and catamarans and you can't do the, uh, you know, the fake... You know, uh, lounges you on the beach. You just have to landlock your boat and put it on a trailer and decorate <laughs> around there. the trailer. Yeah. 6,000 people for a fire festival Yikes. mock that's also falling apart. Fucking millennials will buy anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Did you ever watch the Hulu fire festival one? I did not. Yeah, me neither. I need to get your Hulu. I kind of got past. You can have it. That's one of those things where I think we're going to cut Hulu. Are you? So we never watch it. The only reason, the only time I watch Hulu is they've got some good kids programming that, mm-hmm. that Carolina watch, and then I watch Family Guy on there because uh, yeah, I went back and started watching from like season four on again, mm-hmm. and that's really pretty much it. And they do a good job of like you know network TV like Goldberg's or Modern yeah. Family stuff like that. They'll have it uploaded the next day, mm-hmm. and Gretchen, I think Gretchen watches This Is Us on there, but. Pretty much. I mean, that's... They Is don't, that what the Kristen Metz or... Yes, the big oh, fat girl. that fucking girl. Why? Dude, she is just disgusting. Like, there's no way... Like, And when she dies, when she dies in two years, <laughs> everyone's going to be like, oh my God, it's so tragic. We never saw it coming. Yeah. Really? really? Did you because not watch the show on Thursdays? Her heart is probably next to imploding every day when she gets up and takes her first shit. Like... She was at the CMAs, yeah. And apparently, she uh, she's a singer, and she's in some new movie about you know some kid that should have died but came back. And apparently, yeah. she has a really good voice. I don't know. I was fast forward to the CMAs just to watch the George Strait stuff, and she was up there singing in a blue dress. And then like they had all these other country artists come stand next to her. I was like, oh, you should have just left her up there by because even as they panned out and did a wide shot. It's, She's still it just as like big a, as four girls. It's just a big blue dot next to like little skinny toothpicks. Well, and, and you know she's got spanks and all sorts <laughs> of shit on. So if she didn't have that on, she'd be even bigger, which is fucking disgusting. There's shit. Wait, there's this, shit in her vagina that's never fucking been cleaned. This is coming from the guy who loves the big big girls no whoa, 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 you you always you're always showing me pictures on your reddit of the that you like the bbws thick there's a difference between thick and fucking christy metz there's a real big fucking difference dude why do you gotta be so racist towards weightism oh it's sizeism gross anyway there's what's, two what's, things what, on, is it, uh, what is it when you uh discriminate because of size because of fatism uh weightism appearance yeah I don't know. Well, guess what? Fat shame. Guess what? Fat shame. Yeah. She's got more money than we do. It's true. Mm-hmm. She won't be around to spend it long. But uh, two things you need to watch on Netflix. Uh, uh, Our Planet. Okay. Uh, narrated by David Attenborough. Uh, uh, okay. Fucking watch it on your nice 4K TV. It looks fucking beautiful. It leans a little to the left with the, oh, we're killing the environment. Oh, but. Yeah. But dude, the animals they fucking see. I mean, you'll you'll never see these animals in your fucking lifetime. Have you seen the previews? Disney Nature has a new one coming out about penguins? the penguins. Yeah, I really want to go see it, but I'm really scared they're going to take a hard climate change. 
uh, like turning it. Yeah, well, it's G, and it's a very, very big family film. So I'm like, are they just making a fun movie like Happy Feet or something like that, yeah. or are they going to try to just throw it in there for the kids? Hey, kids, don't forget, you know, we need the green new change. Yeah. Don't forget your every AOC's time, plan. Yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. Hey, kids, every time you use that straw, you're killing a turtle. Oh. What's the other thing I need to watch? Uh, oh, it's not on Netflix, but it's, it, it is. Uh, you can watch it. Uh, Barry. Oh, with HBO, um, Bill Hader. Yeah. Is it good? Fucking, like, the first couple of episodes, you're like, where are they going with this? Like, it, he's not, the character he's playing is, is not 100% believable. Right. But by the end of the season, you're like, holy shit. Like this, this is pretty fucking twisted. So it, it's it's good. It, it's a it's a weird kind of twist and turn kind of show. But season two just started, so they're thirty minute episodes. Like I burned through all of them like two days. Is it on Netflix? No, it's HBO. Go. We have HBO, so yeah. But it, it's it's like I don't. I'm not a big fan of uh, the Fonz with Henry hey, Winkler. Yeah, he usually is just doesn't do it for him, but. Even his roles, he's pretty funny in his roles, so it's worth watching. Okay. Uh, what else did I have for you? Did I tell you about this? Yeah. Summer's here in Natural Light, what they offered this summer. No. Natural Light has launched a strawberry lemonade beer. Yeah. It's a strawberry lemonade version of their light lager called Natter Days. Apparently, mm. they're targeting people who don't identify as beer drinkers, a.k.a. sorority girls. The official press release says beer might not be for everyone, but Natterdays certainly are. They're going after you know like the summer shandy crowd, yeah, like like the lemonade beer. Yeah. That's what they're going after. Just cheap, sweet beer. <laughs> I haven't tried one. I don't think I ever yeah. will. But I'm sorry, Nick but sh- Jack Elementary sponsored <laughs> by. But natural light strawberry lemonade beer, yeah. oh. you know that shit ain't gonna be good. It's just gonna be water. It's gonna be like the Lacroix. But with alcohol. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Just yes. It's going to be sparkling beer. Yep. That's all it is. Yep. Uh, uh, you got anything for sports? Because uh, I have mine. Uh, you, you know what I did? I, I ponied up this year, and, and I didn't buy it at the end of the season. I bought it fucking day one, opening day. I bought the A's MLB streaming You were package. watching upstairs when I got here. Yeah. It's pretty nice. How much is it? Ninety bucks for one team. I think it's like a hundred and fifty for all the teams. Yeah, who's gonna watch it? It's like I see that like NHL package. Yeah, like what? It's like- but it's it's really nice. Like I, I watch the games and I can listen to the games on the radio if I'm fucking going to bed. So because I listen not, to podcasts because you're not having sex. No, not having sex. But I listen yeah. to podcasts. Last time you and your bride had relations? Uh, it's been been a minute. It's been yeah, a minute. I mean, we you know. How about you, huh? Over there, fucking smirking. Oh, last week. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. But Mister, every time I get a hotel, we both fall asleep and don't take advantage of it. There was a day and a time where I would have fucking destroyed a hotel room. Now it's like hotel beds are so comfortable. <laughs> Not the MGM Grand. Oh, that sucks. I hate that. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Oh, it's just 5,000 rooms, man. It ain't easy to keep them clean. Great. <sighs> keep them up. Dude, and what a tiny fucking, like, the, there was, the shitter was tiny, like, what a terrible place. That's all about volume there, it's not about comfort. I mean, that, it pissed me off that they didn't have even, like, 
the tiniest of fridges. You know, you could have had like a little six pack fridge. Mm-hmm. Give me something just to put a cold drink in for the morning. Is that too fucking much? No, I got to march my ass downstairs <laughs> to get a goddamn cold drink. Like, fuck you. I don't want to use you just your put it. Just put ice in your ice bucket and use that as a, to keep drinks cold. There was no ice bucket. There wasn't even an ice bucket. There might have been. There had to be. I was too busy. <laughs> Still, I, I got to deal with ice. I got to empty out a fucking ice thing later. I would love to see the MGM's power bill for one month. Ugh. I couldn't imagine. Oh, yeah, think I mean, about it never middle, stops. Think about in the middle of the summer when it's 120 degrees in Vegas, keeping that whole place air conditioned and you the know. and the floor and the pools. Shit, I did. You know, I didn't put one dollar. In any machine. I meant it. There was a Game of Thrones. In oh, yeah. MGM. I want a little bit of money off that one. Did you? I kept yeah. wanting to go buy and just, I had 20 bucks. I was like, I need to go put this 20 in, but I, we never fucking did. So I never spent $1 on gambling. Steve Aoki's coming to play in a postseason game this year, the Braves. Oh, is he? Because Zed was so successful last year. They want to start doing more like, mm, mm, mm. It's funny, like, how they advertise those shows because, say, a Zed was playing Atlanta, you know, at a festival or something like Shaky Beats or something like that. Well, if he's scheduled but hasn't been announced to play, say, State Farm Arena in November, they won't announce that until Shaky Beats is done. Mm-hmm. That's that's how Atlanta promotions works. Like, you, you put all your focus on one show at a time. Not in Vegas. Mm. Vegas, you look up and it's like Calvin Harris this weekend, that weekend, this yep. weekend, that weekend, and this weekend, and that weekend. And you're like, Jesus Christ. Like, well, he's here a, every like every third week. But it's not that they're booking him. It's a lot of those are just residencies. Yeah. Where they're paying. Shit, did you see that Marshmallow is getting like $60 million to do like a four-month residency at the new Palms. They've reopened the... They've completely renovated and they're trying yeah. to rebrand the Palms. $60 million for like four months. I wonder how many sets he creates for that. I wonder Shit. if he has the... If he plays the same set every single night. Probably. I mean, because it's at their big club and, you know, I'm sure you're not getting the same people in every yeah. single night. So does it really matter? You know, I'm sure he just comes in and hits play and... I would feel like a hack, though, if I played the same. I mean, I guess that's how the Rolling – not like the Rolling Stones changer set every night, I yeah. guess. But I went and saw George Strait. He played four new songs. Yeah. Everything else is the same 20 songs he's been playing. He played 36 songs. Jesus. I read the write-up when we got back, which that's makes – 35 and a half too much. Fuck you. Which <laughs> makes sense because he did a lot of them, but he did like half versions. Yeah. Oh, such a good job. You know, I was Stapleton. Uh, I'm not – Stapleton doesn't do it for me. He's like – I feel like I need to Stapleton needs to be playing at like Timbers. Like he's just I use that's mid floats on Billy Ray Cyrus, apparently. Oh, that damn old country road song. It's oh. fucking horrible. It it feels like and this is not a knock against the game, but like for some weird reason it feels like I should be playing Red Dead Redemption too when I hear that fucking Billy Ray Cyrus that's, song. You know what? Yeah. It, it has that it's like, oh, it's country, but it's got a little bit of hip hop and that's yeah. But but and now it's like all oh, of it's course terrible. It's that song you know is Rolling Stone terrible. loves jumping on this because it's a conversation about race in America and how a black man can't get any love on the country music charts because because it's not a fucking country. It's a it's a rap song. Yeah. Like it's like <laughs> I'm like name fucking one rap song that has a bass beat like yeah. that. Like just because Billy Ray's in it doesn't make it a country song. And by the way, he's not the lead person on it. 
I read because when I read all that, I was like, okay, so let's give it a listen because like Cowboy Troy, yeah. is a black country artist, and he has a thing called hip hop, yeah, where it's like it's country, but it's got a little bit of a thump to it. This is not that old country road is a fucking hip hop song with a crossover with a country artist. Well, it's funny. I was reading. Uh, I, I guess there's a <clears throat> there's a Nine Inch Nails sample somewhere in that Billy Ray Cyrus song. I, I listened to it. I, I couldn't really pick it out. Um, I only listened to it once. It was it was that fucking bad. I didn't want to listen to it oh. again. But uh, uh, so there's a Nine Inch Nails sample in it. And then I saw this article today. It was Vice or or one of those fucking terrible. Well, there's your mistake. Outlets. Yeah, but it was like it was like uh, the Cowboy song or whatever samples Nine Inch Nails. So here's your guide to getting into Nine Inch Nails and where you, what songs you need to look uh, up first. And it was like, oh, like millennials need an introduction to Nine yeah. Inch Nails now. Like they don't, they don't know. I, like I felt so fucking ancient. <laughs> like, and then it, and even then, it wasn't all the old good Nine Inch Nails that I would have picked. It's all the fucking the new newest, shit. Yeah, that you're like, oh, I didn't even like that one. You know. <sighs> Here's Trent Reznor from the, uh, you know, the the Matrix soundtrack. Yeah, the Quake Three soundtrack or Doom Three, whatever <laughs> fucking soundtrack you did a long time ago. Terrible shit. Um, are you watching Walking Dead, the Alpha storyline? Uh, it's all on the DVR, but yeah. we're kind of burned it's, out on it. It's, it, you know what? And and I got very burned out on it too. It's pretty good. It's, it? it's um. I, I heard there's some deaths. Yeah, but, there is, but nobody's substantial. Like. Michonne's supposed to go. Yeah, she's leaving at the end of next season. Yeah. Um, the thing about Walking Dead now is nothing shocks me anymore. Like, no. there's no. They've become such a. They've become almost like such a. I don't know what, what's the word I'm looking for. Like a. A mirror of themselves. Like they're not even like they're just. It's not. It's just a show now, and it's good. Um, you know, the alpha storyline, the whisperer storyline is pretty good because it really is. She is truly a badass and yeah. it kind of leads back to the governor days. And the rumor is next season that Negan is going to help out our crew and to fight the, uh, uh the whisperers mm-hmm. and the alpha. So redeem himself. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's because just, there is no Rick and they, if Michonne's going, they got to have some Daryl is. The problem is they've made Daryl just he he's never grown as a character, so it's kind of hard. A lead. Yeah, because like everything he says is like this, and then he's gonna do like this, and it's like I just he's he's well, Daryl. It's not even it's not even that it's quiet like that. It's just everything is. Well, I don't know. Yeah. No, dog, get over here, we, we dog. We can't do that. Yeah. No. So it's like yeah, they're almost like setting up Negan to be like the new leader. So. You know, it is what it is. However, I saw this today and I thought of you. AMC has announced a third scripted series set in the world of The Walking Dead. Uh. This will feature two young female protagonists and it's going to focus on the first generation to come of age, come of age in the apocalypse as we know it. Oh, God. Some will become heroes, some will become villains. So now you've got your first kids born into this new world. And now how are they going to... I mean, that's a great concept. I mean, you could do like a season on it, but who the fuck really wants to watch kids the whole time? Yeah, and I don't... Are these going to be kids? Because I hate Judith. God almighty, the new Judith. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, that was another thing kind of oh, burned me. She's I was like, so, oh, she's so... Like, she's supposed to be this little badass. I'm like, dude, she's eight. It's I'm like, like, it's like watching Anakin Skywalker and <laughs> yes. Phantom Menace. All you need is just one bad guy just to 
thump her in the head and it would yeah. shut her up. Like she gets way, she gets much more credit than she deserves on that show. Yeah, and it's like Fear the Walking Dead. I haven't watched in years. Walking Dead. I'm kind of like, yeah, you know, I'm there. Um, did you watch Total Side? Did you watch that Free Solo? It won an, an Oscar. No, it's pretty good. Oh. But you're gonna hate the guy that it's focused on. Oh, he comes okay. off as such an elitist, and he comes off such an egomaniac. And at one point, I think what where I where I rolled my eyes the hardest, he was, of course, he's a vegan, and he's a uh, what's one up from a vegan? Like he doesn't like like eat anything with like a shadow or something like that. <laughs> but he was like, at first, I used to do it health wise, and now I do it morally. And I'm like, oh God, get over yourself. You climb rocks for a living. Yeah, like you almost died climbing a rock. <laughs> you know, come on now, you got a talent, but. And he lives in his van. He's a total wow. asshole to his girlfriend. Watch it though; it's only about an hour and a half, but it's okay. it's it's good to watch. Would you, what was that triple launch or whatever? The oh yeah, I didn't see it. It was okay. Yeah, it was funny. Like the the, the movie starts with an old school Metallica song, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. I must have been a Metallica fan. <laughs> and then it ends with another old school Metallica song, and I'm like, damn. Like they must have got like a two for one deal for Metallica. And that's all. Article like two days later was like. Lars Ulrich remarks about him scoring the triple Aha. launch uh, film. And I was like, oh, what was his fucking music? You didn't have to goddamn pay to use it. What a goddamn cop-out. I was like, that's the worst fucking goddamn article ever. I just exposed you totally. What else did you put in there? A couple fucking keyboard notes? Like, like that would be $6 million, please. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Other than that, the Don't fucking, put it on Napster. The, the, main, the only two songs you used were your fucking songs. Jerk. What you got for uh, My Damn House? Uh, In my house. You don't like it? Get the fuck out. <laughs> no, I mean, we talked about the sex whole fucking thing earlier. That is my house. That, that is my fucking hell. That, that's what that is. How's Gina doing? Do you have to pull her back out? Uh, no, I haven't seen her Gina off? in a minute. I, I, I'd rather pester the wife. Make her fucking work. <laughs> <laughs> I got some of those... Tinga eggs left oh, over yeah, from you Christmas. One. Yeah. yeah I give you a sympathy egg. Yeah. I'll I'm literally giving egg. you a sympathy lay. Hey, why not? Uh, my damn house, and I'll make this quick. Fuck you, Lowe's. Oh. Lowe's Home Improvement. They're closing in, stores. Are they? Yeah. And I can tell you why. Because their customer service is ridiculous. So uh-huh. Gretchen at work, she gets, uh, as bonuses, she gets a lot of gift cards. Yeah. As bonuses, she can pick out where she wants to get them from. So uh, about six months ago, we needed a new dishwasher. So we said, well, let's use those gift cards and get them from Lowe's. So it was like, you know, $500 for a new dishwasher. So, all right, cool. We used the gift card, bought it. And they said, all right, cool. And we did it online. But it was like, hey, someone will call you within 24 hours to set up a delivery and installation. Great. Mm-hmm. 24 hours goes by. 48 hours, 72 hours, a week goes by, never heard from him. So finally I call him. I'm like, hey, uh, my name's Owens. We ordered a dishwasher. They said they'd call within 24 hours, never heard from him. Like, oh, Owens, Owens. Oh, yeah. We're sorry, Mr. Owens. The uh, the dishwasher you ordered is not available. It's actually not in production anymore. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So um, you're going to have to come pick out a new one. And my first thought was, was anybody going to call and let me know? Or are you nope. just going to take my money and hopefully maybe I'll forget about it? Yeah. <laughs> so then the whole point of doing it online is so I didn't have to go into the store. So then I had to go into the store with the receipt. And I'm like, okay, you know, like they were like, well, we can get you this one. And it's, you know, $598. Nope. 
I spent, you know, $475 in gift cards. Yeah. You know, I'll give you an extra 25 and that's it. And they're like, okay, well, the best we can do is this one, which is 525 Nope. So I had to haggle with them back and forth. It's like, I bought a dishwasher for $500. Yeah. And now you're trying to upsell me one. And they got so pissed off. So we're like, okay, you know what? We're done. We finally got it taken care of. They gave it to us. Whatever. We got it installed. So then our oven died. Got to get a new oven. Gretchen's like, I got $1,000 in gift cards to Lowe's. Uh-huh. All right, here we go. She get all these gift cards. Well, because it's a bonus. Bonuses at work, you know. Instead of giving her money, they're like, "Hey, go to gift cards." Sucking off the Lowe's guy. Well, you know what? If that would get us a fucking oven, so then we measured out the you know oven, ordered it online, got a call, give him credit, got him a call within two days. Mister Owens, your the oven that you ordered, the wall oven that you ordered, is a scratch and dent. We're gonna reorder it. We're gonna cancel this purchase. We're going to refund it, but we're going to use that money to buy back another one and send it to you. Cool. No problem. It'll be there in a couple of days. Awesome. A week goes by. Hey, I'm still waiting. Mr. Owens, we're so sorry. Blah, blah, blah. It'll be there in a week. All right, fine. So finally, they after, and the, what Lowe's does that's so shitty is they contract out their deliveries. Yeah. So it's not like a Lowe's delivery. It's like, hey, I've got this. Hey, Ruckus, come pick this up and take it to somewhere. You know. Yeah. It's not that I go, hey, Jim over here in deliveries, put it on the back of the Lowe's truck. So then that when they call to give you a window that they're going to deliver it, yeah. it's not like, hey, will you be home between two and four? You get a phone call at 10 o'clock that morning. We'll be there between 2 and 6. Yeah. That's a pretty broad window. Yeah. Of course, when they finally deliver it, they show up at 5.55 after saying between 2 and 6. Sons of bitches delivered the wrong one. Uh, like, we we ordered, like, a 26-inch wall of it. It was 30 inches. So, it was, like, hanging. It wouldn't fit. You couldn't cut it out, and uh, it wouldn't fit. So then I had to get back on the phone with him. No one could understand. Well, Mr. Owens, this is not the right. You need to call our internet store because you ordered it off the internet. Back and forth for another two days. Uh-huh. Finally, I'm like, okay, let's start over. All right? Let's just completely start over. I need someone to come get this oven, refund my purchase, and then we'll try again. Yeah. Now, the only good thing about this is even though we use gift cards, they refunded the full amount and bought the new one like we use cash. Mm-hmm. Now, the the when the scratch indent one, now that we're refunding this one, they are crediting the credit card because we had to put a little bit on the credit card, like $100. They are giving us the full amount back on the credit card like we never even use gift cards. Uh-huh. So, come pick it up. Come pick it up on Saturday. Excellent. All right, some, uh, uh, somebody will call you Saturday morning with a delivery time or a pickup time. All right, that's fine. No problem. Wait, 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 wait. Finally, somebody calls me at 2 o'clock. Hey, are they not there yet? What? What do you? Nobody's even called me. Okay, well they should be there by six. Okay, I had a game that night, but Gretchen's like, "That's fine, I'll be at the home." Yeah. Seven o'clock rolls around. No, they never even called. The manager calls me the next morning. Hey, they come get your stove. No one has even called me. Okay, they'll be there today within an hour. Okay, an hour and a half later, they show up. They finally come and get it and take it back, but they haven't refunded it yet. So I'm gonna give them one more day, one more business day, and if yeah. I call them, be like, "You sons of bitches, you make this so hard." Like it is <clears throat> unbelievable. Just you, you, the process order online, have it delivered the next day, have yeah. it installed. The amount of hoops you have to jump through just to get a damn appliance. I'm glad they're shut down stores. The way they handle themselves, it's ridiculous. Well, retail as a whole is, is fucked right now. Like, but you could blame it on the internet. But yeah. we tried to order on the internet and it didn't work. But if you had a competent person, they could have got it done for you. But like I had a similar, well, not, not similar because I wouldn't order in stupid appliances, but uh, I was looking for this piece of music equipment and 
I kind of wanted to see it before I bought it. You know, it was a couple hundred dollars, and so I want to, you know, touch it and ship before I go buy it. Um, and it was like, oh, Guitar Center over um, over on Windy Hill mm-hmm. has it. And I'm like, ah, I hate going to that one. So I'm like, I was up in Alpharetta, and I was like, oh, there's a Guitar Center up here. You know what? I'll pop in that one while I'm up here. And coming from the uh, Windy Hill one, like you walk in that one and it's like bare racks. Mm-hmm. Like just, it looks like a closeout store, you know, like a guitar center that once was, yeah. you know, it's very sad, depressing. The staff sucks. Like, is that the one at the, uh, by the Dobbins? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which actually used to be like a service center because you... Yeah, it's got weird parking. Yeah, because it used to be like a gas station. But it used to be a pretty awesome store. Like, mm-hmm. I remember that one and the one on 85, the other main mm-hmm. one. Like, those were... If you were going to Guitar Center, those were your two options. That was it. Well, that one's so sad and depressing. I'm like, there's no way. It, like, And I'd, I'd gone to Sam Ash, too. Equally as yeah. sad and depressing. And I'm like, how are these fucking places surviving? Like, I don't understand how music stores even around anymore, but I go to the Alpharetta Guitar Center hoping that they had that uh, little uh, machine I was looking for. And I walk in and it's like I walked 20 years back in time. Like everything, every shelf is full. Mm. All the DJ lights are spinning and on and they got some shit, you know, demos going and the wall's full of guitars. And I'm like, what? Like, is that just bad management? Like you would think if you're a regional manager of guitar center, you'd, you could tell the difference between, Hey, this store is merchandised correctly and ran properly. This store has been given up on. (laughs) And how is that acceptable? Because Sam Ash gave up. So guitar center gave up like it, it but again, retail is fucked. Like if that's your appearance, yeah. Like you're doomed. Yeah. And like now, once we get our money back, we're going to take that cash and go, thank you. We're going to Home Depot. Ah, there and we're go. actually going to go in the store and do it. And maybe it was our fault from the beginning. Maybe we shouldn't be ordering these big appliances online. Yeah. But I, you make it look so easy, and it is not. Yeah. What you got going on this week? Uh, Easter stuff. Very good. Uh, actually, Braves contacted me again about this weekend, but I don't think I want to go back again this weekend. About on up? Yeah. Do it. No. Easy money. It is easy money, but it, I'm... I want a weekend Easy off. money. Yeah. Uh, who needs a weekend off? Yeah. I don't have a weekend off for eight months. Uh-huh. All right, I'm about to wet myself, so I got to go pee. <laughs> All right, bitch. See ya. Suck it.